you don't have the courage to say you like something for real. Right. Like you're listening to Barry Manilow, ironically. Fuck that. Just say, like, I like it. Press the buy button. Don't don't ask why. Just buy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like this guy. He's making a lot of sense. This is cooler than usual. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First, somebody got me a shot of Crown Royal, and it was just, uh, I ended up kicking a painting that night. I was like one of my drunkest moments ever. Like, what? <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah, you ended up kicking the painting. <laughs> There we go, and we are live. Welcome to episode 60 of Long Walk Short Drink. I am here, Palmer, podcasting to you live if you're watching, not live if you're listening to this on the actual podcast episode uh, from Dayton, Ohio. This is Dave uh, podcasting at you from Northfield, Minnesota. Oh, it's my turn, Twinkie, from yeah. the American Rockies here along the Front Range in Denver, Colorado. All right, welcome Twinkie. Yes. This is like it's like a reverse of episode 50 where we had Double D and Moto on and no Twinkie. Now we have Twinkie and no Double D or Moto. Right. Are we the same people? Hmm. Oh, because you'll never see. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I would. I love to think that there's a Twinkie suit that holds Moto <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and Double <laughs> D, and like they're like. In a half embrace, right. and like the their one's left arm controls your left side of your body, and one's right arm controls the right side of yeah. your body. It would also be a camera work, just miracle to make that. Yeah, happen with miking yeah. and everything. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that's just genius. Yeah. With a little luck, we might be hearing from one or both of those two gentlemen and get our full cast as we as desired before the yeah. night is over. The goal is the goal is everybody will be on here at some point in time. So, uh, welcome to episode sixty. Uh, Twinkie, when he, Twinkie got on, Dave, uh, he was like, "Holy crap, two years!" Because yeah. we started right around uh, like November, December ish, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about that today. This is the uh, traditional like holy shit part of the show where we're like. <laughs> We congratulate ourselves on how long we've been going, but two years <laughs> is an interesting milestone. I will give it. I will hand it to myself and you and Twinkie. December thirteenth, twenty sixteen, was the first published date, and of wow. course, we started recording in July of twenty sixteen. But uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, it's been fantastic. <laughs> as, I'm, <laughs> as I'm learning with creating things, anything with longevity is incredible. Um, you know, or regularity and or regularity. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Wow. It is, 
It is amazing. Congratulations to you guys on a variety of levels with that. And congratulations to you too, by the way. Yes. Yeah. You're part of what keeps us going, sir. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, how about, yeah. so we haven't seen you. I, I definitely want to get into what you've been doing creatively, Twinkie. Um, but it, uh, also just always curious about how each of you are doing, <laughs> what you've been up to since we last spoke. Who wants to go first? Who's ready to share? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, do we want to crack a beverage? I do. Let's, let's open our beverage of choice. Yeah. I got one open, the old dihydrogen oxide. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, that too. Got a similar glass, but I'm gonna. Yeah, I man, I like a good tumbler. Those are yeah. sexy tumblers. That's right. I feel like these are like Food Network or some something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever they are, <laughs> they're super cheap. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bride is actually quite particular about her glassware. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she. These were a compromise from her for her. Yeah. Whoa. She wanted them thinner. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I'm digging them. <laughs> girls man who like no I, I like a thinner i like a thinner glass it holds it's all it is is future pee that's all it's for <laughs> yeah that's for funny Moto talks like that that's yeah like, talk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great segment moto talk <laughs> moto talk moto talk <laughs> i actually found um um i i don't know why but uh, thankfully i did anticipate getting um, some beer for myself yesterday because my commute here home today was took forever but uh i went to this one store that i sometimes go to anyway i you know i try to control my intake <laughs> and uh but it's christmas sale season and i was oh, looking yeah. for that trogues one you mentioned which i, I don't think i'm going to find here in minnesota uh, so far, no luck in a separate places. But they had one six pack of uh, of Christmas ale. Oh, so nice. I chilled three of them. <laughs> Be drinking sometimes. Uh, Steiner brought a when Steiner came down to visit. He brought a, a twelve pack of those down, and left a handful of them. And it is a good batch this year. Very yeah, good. I'm excited. So, Are you drinking awesome. anything exciting? Uh, boom sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to find that one. New England IPA. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, Lord Hobo Brewing Company. Hobo? <laughs> Lord Hobo. Not just uh, Hobo. Oh, Lord okay. Lord yeah. Hobo. Oh, Oboe. I'm Oboe. Here, oh, like H-O-B-O. With H? Okay, yeah. yeah, like these two hobos. Yeah. <laughs> Except Lord, like, oh, like that. Like the, ki- the Lord of the hobos. <laughs> the Lord Hobo, yeah. The hobo lord. So, okay. uh, but no boom sauce. Uh, God, is it fantastic? Such a good beer. So this is what I think. This is what turned me around on IPAs. Oh, um, you'll IPAs. never forget that one then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's so good. It's so it's like so hipster, but it's so good. But that's all right. They know a thing or two about a thing or two. They're just irritated. Yeah. Those goddamn kids and that goddamn yeah. beers. Yeah, and their tasty beers. I <laughs> 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 make spectacular coffee as I hear as well. Ah, back when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> back when I was a kid, I was a hipster before they were hipsters. Yeah, like, man. These kids think they're hipsters. 
I liked. Up. I drank PBR before any. I feel like before anybody else I, did. I would second that. I had noticed that to be your drink of choice years and years ago. Because it's what we could afford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're drinking it ironically. Yeah. Because yeah, we're no. on the the front lines of the great shammery, which is student loans. And yeah. so when you're when all you can afford is. PBRs, you drink PBRs, yeah. And to me, that was the one that tasted the least like it was one of the full flavor, only full flavored beers that wasn't a malt liquor and didn't taste like garbage. Like it wasn't like, uh, you know, Milwaukee's Best Ice or, you know, Natty Light. I drank so much Natty Light <laughs> yeah. at the Grant. Oh, oh, the Grant. <laughs> but it like, um, no, when I would party in Kent, the Kent days when like, Roe and Sammy and all them had that apartment up at the top, and then the girls had the apartment at the bottom floor. Oh, you remember yeah. that, Dave? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah, I My, was drinking uh, like that. What's it? It's like a wine cooler in a bottle, though. Arbor Mist. Arbor Mist. <laughs> I would drink two Magnum bottles of Arbor Mist and a twelve pack of PBR. That was my Friday, like. <laughs> And I would Arbor. just like, and you knew it was getting late when I would pull out the bottle of Arbor Mist and just be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then the second one was just, it was yeah, over. It was over. So well, let's crack these. And then I want to tell you just quickly before you do fill me in on what's going on. I put my finger on why I hate this ironically a bit. So All right. I'm sure everyone can be on the edge of their seats. All right. <laughs> and on three, three. Nice. Cheers. That sounds very refreshing, Twinkie. Yeah, right. <laughs> the most refreshing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the All only right, so one that's actually refreshing. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah. So the ironic thing bothers me <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's cowardice. Like you don't have the courage to say you like something for real. Right. Like you're listening to Barry Manilow, ironically. Fuck that. Just like listen to Barry. If you like Barry Manilow, yeah. I don't know why yeah. this is my <laughs> example. Get him, man. Just, just say like I like it. <laughs> like that's what bothers me about it. It's just like the it's just so cowardly, the whole thing, ironically. Just just have some like just have a backbone and just say, like, I like this. I think it's good. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Am I off base in terms of like how I'm viewing the way that people do things ironically? No, I, I, I misunderstanding. I, <laughs> it seems I so thought if they like something ironically, it's because it's like they would like to make fun of it. Yeah, that's they the enjoy thing. making fun of it. There, there's not. It's not a real sense of enjoyment of the actual thing. It's I'm liking this because it's so bad. I don't buy it. I think yeah. they like it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, usually do. If I'm maybe that's their claim as well. Maybe they really do enjoy it, but when when confronted about it, you know, or when asked about it, hey, I've noticed you've picked up Barry Manilow recently. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We were. I had we, this was a couple of years ago. We had uh, a couple over here, the bride and I, and a little bit older than us. And at the time, for some reason, I <laughs> I was favoring. Uh, Lionel Richie album can't slow down. I think was the one. He's like sitting on the front and like a chair with yeah. white sneakers. Which I when I got it on vinyl, you open it up and he's going down a fire pole. 
<laughs> the purple background. I'll find it. If I'll find it at pee break, is the most ludicrous. Like, if I, I don't know if I'd like it. If I'd be able to like it all, <laughs> if I had seen that picture growing up. But anyway, it's got like Penny Lover and uh, Can't Slow Down and All Night Long and the uh, Hello, all, all that great stuff. Long, <laughs> that one. Yeah, fuck yeah, that one. Yeah, everyone you meet. So we're listening to it. I think I had listened to it also when my my buddy Yost came from New York to record the drums for our Furious Light album. I I think I first got it out there. And I was just on a kick. I was listening to it, and then this couple said something about about it or something They're like, "Yeah, ironically," and I'm just like, "No, I I I get maybe this is kind of funny, but I like this." <laughs> And I get that it may be funny that I like it, but I like it. Yeah, that's part of the fun. <laughs> try that one. Is that it? Oh boy. Let's see. Just trying to look yeah. too. Is he dead? <laughs> that's it. Look at that if face. I could, if I could share my screen here so Twicky can see. I, I'm pulling it up. Oh yeah, I got it. Uh well, I fucked it up anyway. <laughs> we'll let our we'll let viewers Google it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, anyway, I don't know what got me all riled up. <laughs> about that ironically but that's just uh i'll try to, i'll try to simmer down and so i did once upon a time ask how, how these guys were <laughs> so, who wants to tell me is it you twinkie <laughs> is it you, Palmer? who wants to know <laughs> well i want to hear i want to pick twinkie's brain about his i want to hear about him i want to hear him plug his twitch stream so yeah i've been wondering about that too yeah. Uh, well, I I'll start off with just kind of the the overview. You know, I've um, one of the kind of fun things I've been doing is, well, let me preface. I am entirely with you guys on the owning of physical media. Um, I still buy if if I am going to buy an album of something, which is rare, honestly, nowadays because I have we use Amazon Music um, as kind of our streaming thing. But I still buy albums, um, vinyl if I can. And then a lot of those come with digital copies anyway. But yeah, Amazon's I, got that sweet auto rip thing. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I try to get physical copies whenever I can. However, one of my guilty pleasures is I have a wish list on my iTunes account of movies. And my rule is whenever they go to $4.99, I buy them. Nice. Bought. Press the buy button. Don't don't ask why. Just buy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, I like so I, I I like this guy. Yeah, I like this guy. So when it goes to four ninety, <laughs> when it goes to four ninety nine, so recently, um, I got a digital copy a digital copy of Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love, um, the Atomic oh, Bomb, which is just, uh, I mean, I can't even I I can go on and on about that movie. I like quoting about bodily fluids at work and 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 watching none of my coworkers get it. That's always a good time. Um, but also, um, uh, Escape from New York just went four ninety nine. Boom! Don't ask why. Don't ask why. Just buy. Judge Dread. Boom! The new Judge Judge Dread. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Just buy. So that's been a thing that I've been enjoying. And so when I get them, it's always fun. I get a chance on the train to work or whatever to watch it on an iPad um, or occasionally I get to sit down at home and watch, watch a movie every now and then. Um, but 
I just have really enjoyed kind of going through movies that, and there sometimes there are movies that Holly and I will both um, watch and enjoy together. Um, so that's been a thing recently that I've kind of committed to knowing that if given the opportunity, I certainly will buy those in some sort of physical media when possible, but it's hard to pass up five bucks to have it just instantaneously available. And especially Apple does a really good job with the extras, man. They just, how do they handle that? I haven't actually experienced that. Uh, yeah. So what's the interface like, you know, compared to something like a Blu-ray or a DVD. Yeah. So you start playing the movie in on your Apple TV or your iPad or your PC or whatever you're, while you're watching. Um, and then once you hit play, there's a sub menu that's just extras and you hit extras and it run, has a rundown list. Usually it has, um, it's on the right side of the screen, a rundown and the left side's a preview as you go over each item, kind of what, what the extra is, whether it's a commentary or extra scenes or whatever. And they just do a really great job of making extra content available. Sometimes there's nothing. I mean, and it's usually, they're very clear about what, what you're yeah. getting when you press the buy button. Um, Your Dr. Strangelove, is it, um, does it come from the studio or is it like a Criterion thing? Because I know Criterion has a edition. Yeah. So I have a Criterion version of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was four, but it was four ninety nine digitally. You don't ask okay. why, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Just press buy. <laughs> oh, but so it is. So it's buy. a Criterion digital presentation. So that, does that then, what am I asking? Is it, does the interface match every time? Like, is it like I'm imagining something like Netflix or Hulu, any of those streaming services you go on it, the interface is the same for everything, the font, the, the sizing of the disc, you know, but Blu-rays, DVDs, all, the, all that stuff, you get them in the menus are different. They're customized per disc. And maybe there's a style per studio or, 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 or what's the word, like a label. So is there that kind of differentiation to the experience? in the digital realm, like with your criterion one, is it different than something from say the escape from New York? Right. Yeah. No, I mean the, uh, so I'm not sure like the digital version that I bought from Apple, what I got from them. I, I don't know where they pulled their digital copy from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Oh what, yeah. What the yeah. studio decides to make available to them, but that version, if I would go to look at now that doesn't have any extras with it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a bad one-to-one -one example, but you know, when I, when I pull that up, if I were to pull up the extras on that versus a DVD or a Blu-ray, Apple is very basic. It's just a text on the bottom extras, you know, closed captioning, you know, settings. And, I and then all of them are there are all the fonts are like Apple fonts. Yeah. They want it to all look the same. Right. Okay. And then it's always a list down the right side of what's available. And it's, um, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all easy to get to and very intuitive um, to use. But I like, and I, I think, like this. I think Criterion, like, they get to tweak the, ver like, they enhance the version of the film. Like, they try to go to get, like, that's yeah. the whole point is, like, they're trying to get as close to the filmmaker's representation of that film on a piece of media as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure if you're a discerning someone, you know, yeah, I, I'm not probably the person that 
if you would play them side by side unless you know one was like a 4k restoration or something right, right. i wouldn't be able to tell you i mean i guess maybe some color remastering i might notice yeah if they were playing side by side but i i guess i just don't dig that deep enough to know if i'm watching individually one after the other i probably wouldn't even be able to tell some of those things yeah yeah, I think well, what I was most interested in was that kind of experience of how you encounter the extras. I'm right. not sure I could tell the difference in the quality too, um, but uh, but I think yeah, from what you described, it it does sound like it's kind of an Apple thing, um, like it's a unified, so you know where to find stuff. It looks the same, got Apple fonts and stuff. Yeah, I like that idea. You know, sometimes you're riding on the train to work and you need the soliloquy about your your bodily fluids being pure. And you can't do that. How are you drinking if you water? Only, if, you, <laughs> if you only have, this is purified water. Oh. <laughs> this is purified. I only drink purified water. Me too. Um, yeah. But you need to, uh, it's not, it's water from my boss. Um, but it's, uh, I got well water here. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things where just having something like that available kind of spoils me to some degree, but it's just great. You know, sometimes. There's content you enjoy watching, or it's easier to watch extras and stuff to be able to pull stuff up and watch a, a twenty minute thing. You know that's readily available. Try to maximize my time spent on public transit. You you don't realize how spoiled you are until you can't find it until it's not readily at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah. And then you call every place that sells used media. Right. In a like tri-county area looking for a copy of this thing because you're like, I should own this and be able to see it. Yeah, like uh, one of the movies we had talked about, oh, I bet it's been six or seven months now about uh, Rush with Jason Patrick. and Oh, yeah. Um, that's been in my Amazon wish list at like 22 bucks since we talked. Never gone and down like, to. Yeah and, it's, yeah, and it's never dropped. You know, at some point I'll just be like, ah, all right. But, yeah. you know, it's amazing sometimes, whether it's the studio making those decisions or what, you know, whatever is happening, yeah. it's just not quite as, well, and, as and, readily available. And I feel like on some of that more obscure stuff or more. Yeah, there's no other big market. You don't hear people talk about Rush with Jason yeah. Patrick. Well, <laughs> but you, there, there's also a disparity between like what got left behind on DVD and didn't come up to Blu-ray, and now it's getting to the point that every Blu-ray is the standard, and 4K is the new media, and oh. so DVDs are harder and harder to find now. So that that's why Explorers, I had to like. They are. They never got to go from DVD to Blu-ray. There's no Blu-ray version of Explorers, so that's why yet. I had to find this light yet. Yeah, there uh, will be now. You guys just did a podcast about it. I know that's what's gonna like the, whoever to... has their finger on Long Long Short Drink out in yeah. Hollywood's gonna be like, we gotta get that Blu-ray and Explorers out ASAP. Did you hear what we made Palmer do? Yeah, just to talk about our movie. This is unacceptable. <sighs> We gotta do the we gotta do the big release now. Twinkie, you know that story I have about time traveler and the group and YouTube bootlegs? Yeah. Palmer probably knows that by art. That's I like to think we have that kind of impact. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. People are ordering stuff and there's this whole drama going on about I, that one I had this idea that they had because Bauman and I were buying U2 and Pearl Jam bootlegs, whatever they would get. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like Concerts that were so expensive, yeah. And uh, 
we would um so i like to imagine that that there was like a guy in the back with a little closed ca- close circuit camera operation that would zoom in to see what we were going like what we were buying what we almost bought <laughs> to know what to order. <laughs> and then <laughs> the few times where we might not get anything i i, I imagine that there's a big crash in the back that's what we would hear but really it would be the person being like fuck you know <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like that story that i read uh that somebody like they sold a book that had been sitting on their store shelf for decades it was a it kind of just got a little bit of like a social media ball rolling but it was a report about this bookstore in the uk somewhere that sold a book that was 23 years on their bookshelf or something and I, I, that's what i'm imagining that Aww. there's still a pearl jam um bootleg at this record store that they bought for dave that he didn't buy maybe i got it somewhere else yeah (laughs) on a whim on some random like holiday you're gonna be in the area and be like i used to go here all the time to this store to buy bootlegs (laughs) and then you'll come in and that that guy will be like oh baby that's gonna be this time (laughs) oh my god time is it it's funny i do romanticize certain bootlegs I remember I bought the Nine Inch Nails Woodstock bootleg. Um, or no, do you remember? I want to say his name was John Gooding. John Gooding from R- from RHS, RMS. He was one of very few people at our school who um, was in a wheelchair. So oh, you yeah. can't picture him. I do oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like the only other person I knew that really was super into nine inch nails. And uh, he got, and I was just getting into them and he got the, the Woodstock, uh, had a Woodstock bootleg. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And of course I need to get my own. And so I was 1994. I mean, I was like 13 or or maybe just 14. So I was first time like going to try to get something like that ever. And, um, Went to some oh, some some store in Cleveland. Here, <laughs> Moto just like <laughs> for podcast listeners. He's not just saying that about me. I don't think <laughs> we were doing so good too of like letting him work through his stuff and like come on to give him a proper intro and <laughs> better. What the fuck? <laughs> I like. Hopefully, we're going to find out that he was commenting on what I say. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. <sighs> I guess to try to bring that ship in uh, about the uh, bootlegs. So I went out to some sort of store for the first time ever, getting any kind of bootleg, and probably my first like ten to ten CDs or something like that. Um, I did get a Nine Inch Nails bootleg, but the thing with bootlegs, especially at that time when they were so prevalent, is that they would have maybe the same content, but different covers and all this. And it wasn't the cover that I wanted because it wasn't the one I'd seen. <laughs> and so that was starting to eat away at me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and actually the, um, cause Woodstock was widely broadcast 94. Um, it was a slightly different audio source or something. Like I could hear something better. I don't know. Uh, you know, I get obsessive about things. So basically at some point I convinced John Gooding to trade me because I wanted his, because somehow I had attached some better importance to that. And a few years down the line, I then was like, oh, you know, I knew the story, of course, of how I, how I had the one I had, 
But the one I gave to him actually had photographs from the performance, you know, this famous performance where Nine Inch Nails was covered in mud and really made their name as like a, as a, as a band outside of, you know, in the mainstream. And so then I began a quest to somehow procure that particular bootleg. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so all of this is not oh, outside no. of the realm of possibility that if one of those stores still existed, I would be trying to chase some dragon. Of, uh, yeah, of absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Um, time travelers. Let's, let's see if time travelers is even still open. I think they might be. They almost closed about a billion times, but I've got my fingers crossed. And I think... We have with us it all his technical uh, glory, Mr. <laughs> Moto Moto. Moto Moto, as I say now. What's up, guys? Hello. How's it going, buddy? Glad to be here. Finally, I uh, got headphones and things, so good to go. Yeah, you look fantastic. You do Thank look you. good. You're still, losing, still dropping the weight, man. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm down 25 pounds now. So oh, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. I I, that's just, I, I could cut back some bread, but, uh, I guess, you know, I was on a liquid bread diet all the time, <laughs> Yeah. So, but, um, I haven't even started working out yet. So I'm, I'm uh, going to do that for the winter and I think I'm going to go with the JCVD, you know, I'm in pretty oh. bad shape. So I, it's a know, great place I to start. A, <laughs> hope I can do a split here pretty soon. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, oh. you just need like chairs and uh, broom. Are you gonna walk around funny <laughs> with your underwear, like with your butt cheeks, like <laughs> in the moonlight? Yeah, in your pants. Oh, so funny you say that because just today, when on the text thread, when uh, Double D sent that Trump uh, tweet, yeah, I was trying to find a JCVD. I was trying to find the thing where JCVD in Bloodsport was like, Aah! yeah, <laughs> and then I couldn't find that. And I was like, well, maybe I could find the moment in Anchorman Two where that that happens like in, in Ron Burgundy's eyes, like that clip from Bloodsport bursts <laughs> out of his eyes. Couldn't find that either. I did find this uh, gif of JC. Like it was like straight video. Someone had made a gif out of, and he's doing, I'll just stay low. But, so he's doing stuff like from that video, but for real outside of the video, not with the camera, it's just like a cell phone. He's got these weights and he's just like dancing. Like, <laughs> in the gif, like with weights and shirt off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> from like last year or something i think anyway. the, the most disturbing butt cheek von dom split thing was by far time cop that just oh, cheek. yeah butt cheek yeah. split thing there was like yeah him, yeah well between the time kitchen cop counters far. yeah something yeah. like that i think yep. he hurt himself on that one i was gonna say you'll hurt your boner doing that yeah yeah <laughs> You got to be careful with that thing. It was a sex scene too. He was like doing a split, like having sex and being JC. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. No. <laughs> where do you go? Well, Twinkie, you got uh, Lionel as your avatar right that's now. That's right. Do a little screen sharing there. Lionel? That's amazing. Lionel, Lionel Richie. That was so awesome. Oh, Lionel I can't, I can't see it that well. <clears throat> they were talking Lionel from Thundercats. Like, oh. Oh, <laughs> right! I love that show. Oh fuck yeah! Have you guys watched it like after 1986? <laughs> Have you seen it since at all? No, but I'm interested where this is going. I, of course, <laughs> when Rental Time went out of business <laughs> in Ritman, uh, ah, 
I, you know, the going out of business, like it, I, I tried to get a few things. And the what I remember getting from there was a Voltron tape and a Thundercats tape that just had like a few episodes of each on there. That's the other one I was thinking, Voltron, yeah. Yeah, those are the two big ones in our house in the mid-80s. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, you know, it, it doesn't hold up great. <laughs> like, it is as you remember, but like not as necessarily like, timeless or awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, it's worth... I looked it up recently. <laughs> I had this, this, this sliver of a memory of a TV movie that wasn't... That was like on in the evening... Yeah, not just Thundercats. Yeah, and I I had this memory of it as being different or somehow cooler. <laughs> so I, I it wasn't too hard to find. Um, and I did kind of jog my memory in the in the first few moments that I saw it, but I didn't necessarily now as an adult real like I couldn't put together what was different or cool about it. I, it was probably just as a kid watching Thundercats at night, <laughs> right? With it yeah. being called a movie that made it feel yeah. cool. <laughs> This is cooler than usual. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just say weird things. That's why. Oh, I'm here. No, that <laughs> works. And I've been, uh, been, we've been trying to get Twinkie. I, I keep hopping in, telling people about my media collection. So Twinkie was telling us, what were you telling us, Twinks? <laughs> Twinks. Twinks. <laughs> well, I gotta Don't go. Fucking call me Twinks. <laughs> <laughs> You get one nickname. Pick one. Uh, Anyone ever call you Twinks? <laughs> yeah. So we have. Uh, we're just talking about the old four ninety nine rule for iTunes. Yeah. What's that? So that was kind what of the main. Uh, that was kind of the main thing. That Tell them your motto. Tell there. Moto your motto. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I already forgot it. <laughs> don't ask don't why ask why, just buy just yeah. buy oh okay yeah. 4.99 that's right oh 4.99 that's yeah good. he's got okay. he's got a wish list of movies on itunes and so if the wish list if any movie on the wish list falls 4.99 or lower oh he doesn't think about it just buys it yep i agree absolutely yeah. even though I, i'm i definitely want you know to to support physical media Mm-hmm. And so you just you you had to have something like that available at your fingertips is really yeah. great. So, but yeah, so and that's it, kind of been fun recently. It's almost like Dave's you know physical medium collection. I guess what you go into it once a year or something, but it's there just to have. I mean, you can get most of that stuff digitally, and you want it digitally so it's there if the medium gets broken. <clears throat> yeah, and it's not going to degrade, and it's not going to. There there are benefits to digital but that ends when it's some other corporation controls yeah. your access to it. Whereas Absolutely. if you own it, mm-hmm. you get it anytime you want it. So yeah. Apple used to kind of be like that. I had, there was when the, there was an iPod that came out, there was a U2 iPod, like in 2004 and uh, the bride actually got it. Um, and you, she got it without the stuff. You could get it though with extra money and it would come with their entire catalog up to that point. Wow. Um, and I remember then, I didn't have an iPod or anything like that, but I used iTunes to get songs I didn't have from that collection then that they had released on iTunes. But fast forward maybe like five years, um, I couldn't open any of those files because of, I don't know what. Like, it was... What? It a new yeah. update? Something like that. Yeah, that just none of it worked anymore. Even if I used the credentials from that old account, it didn't... Maybe, maybe and maybe I messed that part up, but even so, like, I should have 
been able to open them. But yeah. anyway, they, they changed their digital rights management years since to where, like, I couldn't share with you an audiobook I bought from iTunes, but I think the music yeah. like, I could open yeah. on a different computer. Anyway, that gets so sticky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whereas if stuff. it's just a physical CD or a physical DVD, you could just be like, here, watch this and hand it to somebody. Yeah. Don't I fucking loan it to me, though. You'll never see I it know, again. No. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> and I'll never watch it. That makes me want double D on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sinbad lives with me now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Moto uses iTunes. Though. Like Moto produced that album for me that came up briefly earlier, The Furious Light. And we released it on iTunes, and he bought it. <laughs> like, oh, he, I wanted to see what the process. You purchased it on iTunes, and, though. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, flawless master tracks sitting behind you, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, let's see how this works. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the process of what it took. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I have done that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so Twinkie, we know the four ninety nine. Don't ask why, just buy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good rules to live by. There, we got rules uh, around yeah. here. Yeah. Now I know what yeah. iTunes extras, which is very appealing to me. Yeah. What else and you got always, going on? Let's. Uh, yeah. So the Twitch thing has been obviously taking up a lot of time. I've I have picked up another project at work, so that's been some additional time. That's all kind of boring. Blah blah blah. But. The, the Twitch thing has been the primary driver of consuming time for me. Um, awesome. You know, not just on Tuesdays when I do it, um, but just... Tuesdays when, where? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I got to get good at this. Yeah, right? you got to plug. <laughs> you got to start doing this. Yeah, so Tuesdays on Twitch, you can find me. Rock, it's twitch.tv forward slash Rocky Mountain AM. Um, easy to easy to find me on there i mean i'm very popular um lots of viewers so not really a big deal at all um <laughs> but no it's uh just a, the, the process I've, I've mentioned before on this podcast that i'm not i don't necessarily view myself as a creator of content just because it wasn't anything i really felt like i could i had anything to offer <clears throat> in and just in the i'm not not derogatorily towards myself just Nothing I was interested, I felt like, well, I could share that. And this is something that I enjoy, that there's now a very easy way to share. And had a had a really fun time trying to do all the behind the scenes stuff. And then, of course, there's pieces of equipment to buy, which is always exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, just the chance to go and do something and just feel an intrinsic reward for it outside of the external reward that which may or may not ever exist which is totally fine it's um experiencing the the great opportunity to create all the challenges and the frustrations and the fears and the self-doubts and all of those things on a much smaller scale than someone who i can't imagine if you became famous uh, somehow as a musician or a artist, and then you have to keep producing that level of pressure. Yeah. Oh so, man. Freaking cat. Whoa. Yeah. Freaking cat. Uh, Look at how big that cat, cat is. That's huge cat. Um, yeah. So I, again, I, I mean, 
every week has been a real challenge to get that done for me. You know, yeah. Uh, it, I even talked to Holly last night. I was so tired when I was getting ready to get on, but just in our life stage with kids and jobs and whatever. And um, like, I might have to go to every other Tuesday. Like I might, I'm kind of dying. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, you guys kind of had to figure that out too. I mean, uh, long walk, short drink kind of yeah. had to find their rhythm. And, and honestly, it, we didn't get to the other, uh, the every other week thing until this year. Right. Like we teased it a little bit last year, but this year we finally really embraced it. And yeah, that's a, it an makes you look point. forward to it. It's not too much of a pressure. It's something to look forward to and yep. kind of have to save up your bottle to unleash it on that day. <laughs> the mighty juice. You gotta unleash the mighty juice every other week. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, and that just comes back to the you got at the end of the day, you have to be having fun. Like, I think that's like the key to being any kind of entertainer. Is like you have to be, still yeah. be having fun with it. Yep, absolutely. And it will be glaringly obvious to everybody, you know, in your audience the minute you're not enjoying it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's what draws that's, people there to begin with. I think exactly. Just, you're drawn to the, people are all drawn. Interested is interesting, as I learned. I, I was. That's yep. exactly it. I didn't even have to ask you to say it. That's what yeah. I was hoping you were going to say because that's. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so, and, and as long as you're making choices with that in mind, like, is this going to, am I going to be able to enjoy this more or at least the same level with this choice? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to go with it. And it helps make choices a lot easier. So if they, every other Tuesday thing, if that, if that's what works, like that's what works. You know, yeah, and it's it's great to just go through the process. Really, it is on such a small scale, and you get you know because this is not something I've ever done where I'm like, oh, I'm I am gonna I'm gonna try to do something and just see it through as far you know as much as I can. Really pursue it, like yeah, it's something I enjoy doing. Uh, both the production of the actual streaming and just playing video games in general. So why not? kind of combine those things is really eye-opening though for example one of the things that 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 occasionally i'll think about because of our jackass of a president is like what would i ever do if i don't have this job you know there's i mean i I don't even who the like fuck knows what the next two years is like right and i was like oh i'd probably do something with video games or programming like computer programming or whatever and when you do when you put yourself on a schedule and you say you're going to do something you really find out if you like it or not, man. Oh like, yeah. There's no, there's no like, oh, I'll just take a break. You know, like, like if you're passionate about it, you'll find out like it becomes very apparent if it's what you want to do or not. Um, which is very interesting that something that I thought I could like, I maybe don't like as much, you know, because when you have commitments to it and time and energy outside of it to put together, re- to do research and to, you know, do it the way I want to do it. It's a lot of work. And so you find out real quick what you want to do or what you don't want to do. Nice. Put very well, like most yeah. things you say. <laughs> uh, Palmer's got his wood shop. You know, it all it all takes work and effort, but all that work and effort makes it worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to ex- you're gonna learn things too and take on to the ne- whatever the next thing is. Hopefully you take some of the lessons learned 
And, this is exactly wow. what I'm going through right now. I'm doing another album and working with new people. And I, I wanted to go through the process of making albums. And uh, anyways, we're, uh, there's just, just the process and learning and overcoming challenges. And of course I, we want to do it, you know, I want to do it. And, uh, but there's days where you get tired or worn out and you're like, you know, just need a break. And then you want to get back to that place that you were having fun and doing that work. Mm-hmm. I can totally relate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I study um, all kinds of creative people's careers. That's something that I've long been fascinated by. And uh, that's why I'll get in these jags of watching a whole director or, or listen to a whole band or whatever for like months and a year at a time or whatever. But so I've, I've heard a lot of different stories and I'm very interested in this very thing we're talking about, how it manifests in different people. Cause you want to, you know, as a creative person, I want to do my oh, thing, crap. but, feel satisfied and then there's that thing about you know it's a com- all these things are art is like a communicative thing and it's tough if there's no other side to it sometimes <laughs> anyway but yeah. the thing i wanted to, to say is that i've heard over and over again in different ways essentially that regardless of the scale whether you're at on top of the world <laughs> you know of, of whatever field or you're just in your gr- first time step or not even stepping out of the garage just like in the garage with yourself or your buddies the process is always the same and you can't really control the outcome. And it seems to me the more successful people become, the more they long for the, the days that they weren't <laughs> because of the purity of the, of the process that uh, we all experience and it's easy to take for granted. So it's, it's interesting to hear someone like you talk about it who's, ne- who's literally never tried something yeah, like this. Before. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool to hear that you are enjoying it. That you're, yeah, those, those, all of those things, all that information is like, oh, maybe I don't like this part that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great to know what you do and don't like in all areas of life. Yeah, I do want to challenge myself on it too. You know, okay, I don't like this part of it. Well, then just don't do that part of it. But, yep. but, but pick another thing and try to put it in there or add this yeah. piece if you're going to take away this or just experiment. Don't feel like this is the way it has to be done so and i really have to push myself because that's not my personality to like explore and expand and try to figure things out and i feel like too don't let the like technical stuff overwhelm you i I mean i'm sure some of the technical stuff might be overwhelming now but eventually it's going to get to the point where that piece will just be like second nature um I mean, like Moto troubleshooting, like he's done sounds, all that like technical sound setup. Like he can like do all that on the fly now, you know. And I can get this live thing I, all set up. I literally, so we were late starting, and it was my my fault. Even though Dave said he was great, I would have been late. Also, <laughs> yeah, I was still uh, later. Than but the. Uh, Ash and I got home from work and we ate an early dinner and like, I totally passed out of my chair and I hear, I wake up, (laughs) I I wake up to her saying like, what time are you guys recording tonight, babe? And I look up and I'm like, is is that seven 55 crap? We're recording at eight. It was like the, like the beginning of uh, back to the future. Like, <laughs> you mean it's actually eight forty or seven forty-five? I'm late for school. Um, yeah, so I sent the uh, sent that text message real quick, but like it, that took five minutes 
a process that used to be like, okay, now I need to click this and now I need to do this. And you used to want 30 minutes to be safe. Yeah. 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 And now I can get it up and up and going and you'll, you'll find all that. Like that, that part will come with just time and experience. So yeah, no matter how overwhelming it is now, just let that piece fall off your back like water off a duck's back the one thing that i'm really enjoying that i i knew that i would enjoy is doing the research beforehand and digging into the creative process of the designers and the artists and whoever who puts their work into the into the games and you know given the opportunity i would love to have those people on and just talk to them about their processes and how they go about creating, you know, a forest of trees or why they made the design choices they made or, you know, that, that, that sort of thing is way more fascinating to me than even playing the game, which I do enjoy, but, but the process about how it's made. And that, I mean, that's comes from everything. Like I, I'm the one that wants to know like why a director made the decision about the scenes or why, you hear a, how about how a song was written, you know, it, oh, it was two in the morning and I was in the tour bus and I fell out of bed. And then I was like, yeah, this is going to be the song, you know, and <laughs> or whatever, you know, that, that's the, yeah. that's the stuff that I like to hear. And yeah. so, so doing that kind of research is great. Yeah. yeah. That's I, awesome. I would like to um, do like a five question thing. Just treat you like the interviewee here <laughs> um, because uh, there are certain things about this I don't understand really well uh, that I'd like to, but also I'd love for this to be like a place that um, I can find this information or others could like digest it all. So we've been going kind of really out of order. If someone doesn't know this first question, like maybe I don't, but it'll be like a Quentin Tarantino movie. So <laughs> yeah, uh, what is Twitch and what drew you to it? Yeah, so... Um... Twitch started in uh, the early 2000s as Justin TV. Um, it was a dude who pulled, who decided he wanted to be able to stream things or content over the internet. And I don't think it was even necessarily video games, although that was part of it. And that, that morphed and was sold, I believe, or was bought up and became twitch.tv and became a place where um, like most internet startups, you're able to get on and start streaming, and then ads would pay revenue to both the person who was streaming and um, the people that own the website, own Twitch TV. And that's kind of still the model, although it's now owned by Amazon. Amazon purchased Twitch TV oh. a year or so ago. So I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, if you're a Amazon Prime member, you get certain benefits um, to Twitch and you can subscribe to certain channels and whatever. So it, it's, it's based on subscription. So for example, um, I let's say that I become an affiliate to Twitch and you have to meet in certain requirements. You have to stream so many days and have so many followers and um, there are certain metrics they use. Then people can subscribe to your channel um, almost like Patreon or, uh, Kickstarter, not really Kickstarter, more like Patreon, ongoing. And it's uh, there's a range of ways to subscribe at a monthly rate. 
and you subscribe and support this person and their creation of content. Um, it's really popular with esports, um, uh, games that are really popular in Asia and um, even in the US to some degree. They're very like fast. Um, uh, they're called uh, MOBAs, which are like online uh, real time strategy games or first person shooters. Uh, uh, PUBG. Yeah, PUBG or Overwatch, or these are games that are just quick matches. You would tune in and people play for five or seven minutes and then the game is over and it resets and you're watching people perform these these technical feats or whatever. And so um, the really popular people will be streaming for, you know, 50,000 people. 50,000 people will be watching them play. The big game right now that people stream is called Fortnite. Um, and they, they'll make, they'll have... Um, 50,000 people watching them play these, this game called Fortnite. So Jeez. yeah, so they're, 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 it's, um, it's a very kind of organic way that to kind of, I think, connect with a community that you would like. Um, you know, if you, you play a certain type of game, you know, I, I, I would never play Fortnite because well, first of all, I'd be really bad at it. Um, cause I'm an old person and you have to be young to have all those like Twitch skills, like the, the quick skills, but, um, you know, I'm going to play a certain type of game. And so a person would say, Oh, I like to watch strategy games or RPG role-playing games. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch this channel. And if they would like my content and they say, Oh, you know, this would be cool if Ryan would just do this full time. So I would support him and help him uh, be able to dedicate more time to key, to create more content. And then, you know, as you get bigger and become, um, you know, now people notice that, oh, that a lot of people do like what Ryan says, or they'll listen to Ryan, or he does whatever. Now, uh, a publisher might come and say, hey, we'd like to sponsor you playing our game on your channel, or whatever. So, there, you know, it's it can be, it's like anything else, right? Most of it is people like me who have a handful of viewers who watch as we get on and play a couple hours. Um, but there are people who, at, at, you know, to, uh, for a I don't know for a less available analogy, like the NFL, right? There's lots of people in high school football and there's less people in college and there's even less who ever get to the NFL. And that's, that's the way Twitch is. There's a lot of us high schoolers um, <laughs> playing video it, games. It's the same on YouTube. It's any of those online platforms. Yeah. It, it, like, and really I feel like it's whoever was making decent it didn't even have to be the best just decent content whenever that platform got popular you know right. like you see that with the vine with you know all the vine compilations you can tell like who was making there was a vine upper echelon of creators youtube has theirs twitch has theirs like one of the really popular twitch streamers is that he's got that mustache right yeah yeah dr disrespect yeah it does dr pump. disrespect yeah that's him <laughs> yeah and they have these like on his personality but yeah he get you know he gets invited to tournaments now and does presentations and you know it's a, it's a lifestyle really you become um it's a business it's a brand for a lot of yep. these people who are very popular what um so this i, I did the cardinal rule 
broke a cardinal rule of interviewing, whereas I asked two questions instead of one. Yeah. So we'll make this my second question out of the five. The, uh, what drew you to the platform? Like, how did you come to it? What about it appealed to you? Yeah, so um, a lot of times what I've used it for in the past is just I know that there's a specific set of video games. I buy maybe, I don't know, three or four video games a year. Like, I just, I don't have the time anymore to be able to buy a lot of games. And it just takes, um, it takes a lot of time to play the video games I like to play. They're, they're, they're games that are 60 to 100 hours, no problem. You know, and that just is not time that I have to be doing that a lot. Um, and so what I had done in the past is I would, as it became popular, I don't even know how I, I probably just, it was probably somebody sharing it on Twitter or maybe it was just a game that I was interested in the publishers now. So if I, uh, I'm a game studio and I'm going to release a video game, I'm going to have my game developers or my PR people or the designers do a Twitch stream to show people what the game is about. And so you get an idea of what it is before I give you my money. So that's a very popular thing. And that's how I would do it. I would say, Hey, th does this game interest me? Well, I don't know. I saw a trailer for it and I saw a YouTube clip, but I can go watch the people who made it play it and explain it to me and then decide after a little more in depth. And so that's kind of how I got turned on to Twitch and why I started using it. And then, you know, it became a thing of, you know, some people flip on the TV and they want to, you know, they're going to watch the afternoon, the news I'd flip on and I have a, a channel that does like a 30 minute rundown of, basic stuff that's happening in the gaming community um like a they have a show a, a, like uh it, it kind of looks like uh snl's uh uh weekend oh, report weekend. you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so, so, so it's not all just video games uh no. and played there's other there's but talk is it shows centric at this point i mean like you said like young people have those twitch skills is that a reference to that oh no no that's it's it's all video game i just meant they're just really quick they're not oh old. Okay. they're yeah. not old they just have faster reflexes yeah no i know but you mentioned it started as this other live streaming thing but i was just kind of wondering is it basically like the video game version of youtube kind of or yeah there are there still other things on it no it's definitely for the most part either video game play or news or um they cover conventions now. So like uh, E3, which is the uh, entertainment expo out in Los Angeles, they, they host all of the, a lot of panels and shows. I think they even do comic con stuff. I don't know about comic con. Not sure, but they do various other um, video game conferences. They're called packs and they host that. Uh, they actually bought rights to like, um bob ross and they were had like a channel that was playing just bob ross episodes one time and oh then, that's awesome um so occasionally excuse me they'll do other stuff as kind of promotional they actually do uh because they're part of amazon now they play they have a game where they play whatever game whatever football games um and i think they do like associated trivia or stuff with that uh, so they are trying to do some crossing, but it is primarily a video game. Um, and, and within that genre, primarily esports, 
video games are the most popular. Yeah. Tell me one more time what esports is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, so it's just competitive gaming that happens, and they're games that are, um, they draw millions of fans uh, around the world. Games like, uh, I can just, I'll say the titles, even though it may not mean a whole lot to you, but like StarCraft II or League of Legends, even some card games, uh, like plant, like, um, they're, they're, uh, competitive card games, collectible card games that people play. RuneScape. Yeah. RuneScape like Hearth, Hearthstone is one, yeah. which is Blizzard. Uh, but they're, they're these competitive games that have tournaments, right? And so they'll get an arena. They'll go to whatever and they'll rent out a basketball arena in Miami and they bring people and there's a million dollar pool and they have these teams that come down and they try to, they play these games, esports for the million dollar prize pool of overwatch or whatever it is in yeah. fact one of the companies activision just built in i think orange county or somewhere in the la basin uh, a arena just dedicated for <laughs> esports where they have esports tournaments um, this reminds me of that movie where super mario 3 came out and oh, they the, had him. The he was the first person. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> <laughs> what the wizard? Yeah, yeah Fred I, Savage and Kristen Slater. The okay. wizard. Yeah, you uh, keep well, your power gloves off her. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to look it up. Awesome. Oh yeah, man, so, so fun. It's very much a you know, it's a small community. If you were to compare it to other, you know, like YouTube or Facebook or whatever, but you're going to find people. People are going to show up there that are interested. In, you're not going to hang around Twitch too long if you're not interested in the content it's not gonna probably appeal to you it's gonna be very clear early if it's something you want to watch or not <laughs> <laughs> so third proper question um i don't know as well how to phrase this one to get you to answer what i want you to talk about but either like when did you want to know or when did you know that you wanted to become a a participant beyond just watching like what you know what was that did, was there a moment where you're like oh I'd like to do this that sparked that or maybe where that in, in, uh, yeah. How did you come? So how did you come to create there? I don't know what to call it. I don't have the right terms, but how did you come to participate as a content creator? Yeah. So I think the thing that intrigued me at first of all, was just the technical side of it. Um, just this like idea of like, how are these people making any of this happen? Um, and then you go and do the research and you realize it's a free program to download. I could just have this behind me if I wanted, but you know, I, I, because I wanted this to do experience it, I built a green screen to be able to green screen myself in. But you know, that's, there's a lot of people who don't ever do that because they don't want to, or they don't want to do the work or they're just not interested or they don't care. But to me, it was just more of the challenge of creating that. Um, but I think the thing that really kind of, push me over the edge was just that I, I wanted to, it felt for the first time, like something I could do for a chunk of time, um, that I could share pretty easily that I, I didn't have to, it wouldn't take a huge um, amount of effort. Now it's taking more effort than I thought it would, which is okay, <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to be leaving, you know, I can still put my kids to bed. I can still meet all my obligations um as a parent and a 
father and a friend and a whatever else, you know, like I can do all of those things and still find, carve out this chunk of time, hopefully reasonably and be able to try them my hand at creating something or just putting myself out there. And then I think after that, researching a little bit about the creative process and how people do things and watching you, uh, Dave and Palmer kind of do your thing and, um, hearing all the kind of things that come along with it. Uh, you know, I, I just read this thing the other day. It was like, uh, the five steps of creating a thing, you know, and it's like, I have this great idea. Oh, this is a lot of work. This is the biggest pile of shit that I've ever created in my life. Just finish the pile of shit so you can move on to the next great idea. I've got this great idea, you know, and oh, I've heard the same thing where it goes down like that with the pile of shit, but then it comes back up to, to like, this is the best thing anyone yeah. has ever done. You <laughs> yeah. to, to go through it again. Yeah. That's yeah. And so I, I can definitely relate, not maybe to those extremes, but certainly there's times where you're kind of wading through concrete a little bit. Um, you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like maybe this is, Maybe maybe I shouldn't have spent money on another monitor <laughs> or whatever. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, but yeah. So listen, I'm, if it's four ninety nine, don't ask why. Yeah, that's right. Just, that's right. Just press buy. Just buy. Well, it's two fifty. Yeah, just buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you qualify for they're having a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the main thing. Just uh, seeing other people, seeing you guys get out there and kind of do your thing for you, and realizing that. The, I, I think there was a point in the past where I'd have been like, oh, but nobody will watch. So, I, I you know, I don't really want to do it. It's, it's, you know, it would have been doing it so I could see if I could get an audience versus just doing it because I want to do it. I just want to have fun. I want to go out and I want to talk about the things that I want to talk about. And if nobody ever watches it or listens to it, it, it doesn't matter. I just had a chance to ramble i just talk to myself i'm just doing it out loud instead of in my own head laying in bed you know yeah. <laughs> no real <laughs> no real loss a slightly in, insomniac sort of motivation too or is that more of a yeah like, i thinking about it i'm definitely going to be making a push over probably after the holidays to start incorporating some mental health stuff into the broadcast because mental health is something that's really important to me. Um, I can't really talk about it in official capacity because of my employment um, and some of the restrictions about the um, just what, what we're really able to discuss for uh, our medicals that allow us to continue to keep working. But I can talk about it kind of unofficially and um, in a way that doesn't necessarily broadcast the specific experiences my own life but it's very clear that i obviously um deal with mental health issues and so uh, i definitely want to clear because you're implying it it's not very clear to all of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's about that didn't sit right with me so yeah I just had to well, yeah and, and and to reduce stigma anytime that i could help someone in if it's one person get help quicker for the thing that they're facing the thing that they feel like they can't overcome 
the thing that makes them feel terrible, the thing that makes them feel worthless, that maybe wants to make them commit suicide. Um, if it's one person that would just go say, hey, you know what? It's not a big deal. Just go ask for help. There are people who are professionals that want to help me. This is something that everybody, almost everyone, wrestles with at some point in their life. And instead of being like myself and really um, up until two years ago, really pretend it wasn't a thing or it made me feel weak or it made me feel stupid or it made me feel less than a full human being, you know, I'm embarrassed, um, but to be transparent. And, and I'm going to start doing that. LWSD will still take a very prime role in, um, in the uh, support of my podcast, but there's an organization called Take This, which is uh, a nonprofit that supports mental health in the video game community. And my goal is to do enough stuff to apply to their company to do streaming in support of them awesome. in some capacity. So it's a great idea. Yeah. So well, an LWSD is nothing if not a mental health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the, do for the therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of saving each other's lives. Uh, and, you yeah. know, just well, being there for each other. You got that right. Yeah. yeah. You never know. It's so interesting. I mean, I, I ingest so much uh, podcasts. Like I say, follow so many people's careers and, um, and, and searching in so many ways for comfort in those things and reflections of my own experience that help me just like feel better about myself and feel connected to my fellow human beings. And it's always surprising to me what what connects and when and you just can have no idea when that will be like as right. someone throwing those things out there and as someone who throws a lot out there it is <laughs> it's hard to, sometimes to it's hard almost all the time when you don't get positive feedback because it seems like that's the way that's supposed to work <laughs> right and and sometimes but but always I guess the good barometer is that thing of like, am I enjoying this? Is this right. depleting me or making or filling me up and um, making sure that you're putting your energies in the, in the, in, in the parts of it that fill you up is what I found to be obviously it lets quote literally the most fulfilling, but it, it's at that part is difficult um, always. And I think probably for everybody because nothing, even the people on top, like no one ever stays there. Like that's just not yeah, how, right anything works so it's a very bizarre that whole paradigm of things is, is difficult and and now everything feels like so like everything feels like it, anything feels like it could take off and be the next big thing and that it's weird like anyway i don't want to get into that can I, let me move on to my next question unless you have a response to that <laughs> no no just that you know i think that i want to do this isn't going to be my career um, I'm not going to pay my bills with this. So if I can support a, a cause or people or a thing that I can believe in with it, if it's a way that I could chip in and the next time they do a fundraiser, somehow I get them a hundred bucks, like a yeah. 10 bucks, you know, whatever, like that, yeah. that I want to do that thing. That's, that's the thing that can motivate me, but I really want the primary thing to be like, all right, you know what, what if I do a segment on this or like I really want to focus on the creative part and just learn. Uh, I'm not sure what the right thing is. I don't, I'll say it. Learn to be comfortable with fail. Like failure is not the word I want to use, but learn to be comfortable with that feeling of 
that didn't work or whatever and just be quick on the rebound and get back in and be like, okay, that didn't work, but I've got like these three other things that I want to do and not view it as failure. Just view it as that process. Yeah. Yeah. Like a book club. So I'm really bad. I'm awful. Like our book club, I suppose yeah. you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at that. You know, I view failure as a very permanent thing. And I that's probably part of my upbringing and probably also some mental health things. And so um, to exercise my brain as, well, that didn't work, but look at all the other opportunities that you now have. Yeah. I can be very prone myself uh, to just reaching a point where I'm just, like forget it fuck it yeah, forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, sure. and then uh you know if the will is strong enough you come back and say no i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep working at this and whatever it may be but yeah. uh yeah, we're just and human <laughs> and i think it's okay like to get comfortable <laughs> with that feeling that that frustration or that sadness or that fear or whatever it is that yeah. comes along with that at least temporary failure for lack of a better word I need to, is there a better word that I can, but you know what I mean? There's a better word, but there's definitely a, like a, a more positive spin on it. And that's probably the other thing I've heard the most often in these stories is people saying the process is always the same. They, and they tend to long for those days when they didn't come with the baggage of everything else. The other thing is that you learn, everyone always says you learn so much more and get so much more from your response to failure than anything else. Right. Yeah. But that, that takes, that, that that's a difficult thing. So oh, it it's sucks exactly so bad. Yeah. It sucks so bad to, to screw up and fail. And yeah. I just, it's yeah. bad. I don't think anybody <laughs> is necessarily on the other side of it either in terms yeah. of like you or I think it's just developing perhaps the, the skill of, or the neural pathways to process that it's not the end of the world or something. Yeah, but no, I agree. I it's probably I mean, always hard for everyone. I just wish I would have taken the energy or gotten it earlier in my life there's so many things as i yeah get closer here to the middle ages of my life i'm like why did i wait so long to do this or why did i wait so long to oh what was was i doing so terrible (laughs) learning how to to fall i guess yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i i think that reminds me of something else that occurs to me every now and again and it, it almost seems like a lot of times people's um it's like your it's that that thing where it's like almost like your vulnerability is your strength like when somebody shows you a certain vulnerability they, especially if you weren't expecting it or something like that i don't know it's it's weird how how that can work i guess um maybe that's the thing about those failures because in the thing that feels like a failure in a way you're realizing what it would have meant as a success. So, you know, then like, Oh, next time, <laughs> I guess if nothing else, you know, next time don't do exactly what you did. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, but that, it, it might be that, you know, then like, I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> a lot well, of that it, is very true from a lot of things I've heard and experienced myself. Yeah. And you, you listen to people deal with failure just in a, in a variety of different ways too. So it's probably a personality and some people deal it with it very well with humor other people do talk about going through like different stages of grief even if it's a big enough failure if it's something they sure. really believed in and and it t- just torched and then they, they really deal with heavily with some 
um, you know, the various stages. So yeah, it's, it's, a it's an intriguing thing, even in my own small little way of wrestling with it and trying to get perspective. Very, very cool. Okay. So I will, I, even though I said it's a cardinal role, just in the interest of, you know, time and me wanting also to grow moto on similar topics, uh, for a project of his, I want to discuss, <laughs> yeah. um, i this one is just two sides of the same coin. So I'll ask, I'll ask you them together. So, um, but I would prefer this order. <laughs> what has been some of the greater, like the bigger challenges? Uh, and then what has been some of the most rewarding things about this so far? Um, the biggest challenge has just been getting confident enough to hit the button that says start streaming. Um, uh, just to get to the point where like I'm ready to just go with it and see what happens. Um, I think part of that is doing some preparation on my part, but also part of it is just being comfortable in my own skin as much as possible and saying, um, you know, this is the third time you've ever done this. Just do it with gusto and kind of embrace what you can and learn and grow and try to view it that way. So, Definitely just, just the doing has been the challenge, but you know, and when you talked about it being two sides of the same coin, it's, it's so right. The most rewarding is just the doing is just when you do get to the end and you're like, you know, I had a, I had a really great time doing that. A lot of, I thought of like three things that I wanted to talk about that I had, I didn't think about before I hit the re start streaming button, but just being in front of the game and having a microphone shoved in my face and being actively involved in it prompted more thought processes about, you know, critically about whether it's, you know, game design things or questions I would want to ask or a response to some criticisms in the community or whatever it is, just being able to, um, I don't know, it's almost like you're you're like, I have three hours or, you know, I set it up. I have three hours to do this and I'm going to commit to thinking about this thing for three hours. And it's amazing what you think about when you commit <laughs> yeah. to thinking about something for three hours. Yeah. So that's been rewarding as well to, um, gain some perspective while doing it. Well, that's awesome. Things, I, I things remind you wouldn't other, otherwise see. Yeah. 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 It reminded me, actually it reminded me of something I read in this Bruce Lee book today i was gonna try to find it but i don't i'm not going to <laughs> um but it has something to do with that thing too of like what you're talking about and finding the parts that you like i mean it's that the things that really i think feed me or whatever it's like if if i notice is that state of like i'll call it flow and you're like you you realize that all this time has passed it happens all the time for me in this podcast which is one of the reasons i know why it's such a good thing for me <laughs> It's like, oh my God, all this time has passed. You don't realize it because, you know, that time flies when you're having fun thing. Yeah, uh, right. But if you, and then the other part of it is like um, a little bit like people have those intense conversations sometimes when they're driving on long trips because they're not looking at each other. That's what I started to think about when you we were talking about that to where, but it's the same thing in a way to where the extra thing or something allows like your, um, a certain part of your mind, maybe the neurotic part to like stop you <laughs> from stuff to where you get in this other state. 
So that's super interesting to me, actually, that idea that uh, while you're engaged in it, you're able to let go of and and then thus open up and so I don't know. Yeah, cool. it is. It's I mean it's multiple times though I've I have been like okay, it's Tuesday. I'm not as prepared as I want to be, but I'm going to do it. Let's get in there. Let's get it started, you know, get everything fired up. Um and I'll look down and it's like I want to do a break every hour just for my own like bodily functions and yeah. um just to like get a pattern, establish a pattern so if somebody is in my channel they know that every hour i'm going to take a break and blah 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 there's you know I just that, built. i found that useful as a as someone tuning in from time to time yeah. i was like cool that he's got and it felt like uh somehow professional or legit in a way too like, where yeah. I, was like oh, I just right, want like okay. i just want like identification yeah. <laughs> i want specific things that build comfort um because i think that's part of the goal i know that i'm broadcasting from you know midnight to 3 a.m on the East coast. And, you know, there are people who are just looking for a friendly voice and a something to, to keep their attention because they just had a bad day or their girlfriend or boyfriend left them, or I don't know, you know, whatever, like life happens. And so there's comfort in some level of predictability, but there'll be times where I'll be, I have my phone usually out or my iPad. Now I have a second monitor, but I would look down and be like, Oh crap. You know, it's, it's 10 after the hour and I was supposed to do a break 10 minutes ago. What are my advertisers going to think? Um, uh, so, you know, but it is, it's really, it's really great when that happens. Yeah. You know, when you're like, Oh yeah, that was, that went so fast. Uh, I, I had so much fun, you know, being able to do that. And I still have like these things I want to talk about. And um, so, yeah. And it's always great too when it's a new video game. Obviously, if it's if it's something that's been around for a while, you don't really um, even may have a chance to have some of those newer newer uh, ideas. And there's not as much community talking going on. Um, but the older games, the flip side of that, allow you to do a little more digging and more researching because there's more content available on them. Kind of like a movie, right? The longer the movie around, there's more chance that there's going to be a, a special edition with director's commentary and a uh, making of and whatever, right? And so the same thing for video games. There's kind of a pro and a con for each. So, Very cool. Thank you for answering all those questions. Thank you to the oh, other yeah. guys for, yeah. <laughs> for just like going with it. I'm like, I got things i need to know yeah. <laughs> it's like david rather i know <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a i don't know maybe that's gonna be a segment <laughs> i know it's someone else's thing but there's something about that yeah. oh david i said david rather oh dan rather yeah dan. that's right yeah dan, dan rather's his name so david <laughs> right. well i mean just so yeah um i really appreciate so much of what you said and relate to an awful lot of it but also the other, the last things I want to leave this, my portion of this segment, <laughs> you leave you with is um, when, um, and this has come up on the show before, I guess it's coming up in my work week or something, but like the whole thing of when you're asking, when I'm trying to either give or get criticism, I really appreciate when it's, there's a framework and like, I know either what I'm being asked to evaluate, like, or or it's best if I approach someone knowing what I'm looking to get out of that equation so that I can communicate it to them. So knowing what you're going for um, is interesting to me in that regard. So that idea of like you want to create this certain space, create this certain amount of comfort, um, 
share this kind of thing. Um, so I'll tell you both objectively and subjectively, the things that you mentioned, if I was just watching for those things, I would say you're meeting all of those marks. And just subjectively, as someone who tuned in before I knew that's what you were hoping this or that person would get out of it, I also experienced those things. So for what it's worth, I think uh, I think you're doing great. And I'm, I'm so incredibly impressed that you've showed up these so many weeks uh, in a row. There, there's something to that, like in the podcasting world and stuff too. Um, I noticed that as a, as a podcast consumer, the ritual of like when something comes out, you come to rely on that. Like, yeah. Uh, your appointment with those people, even if I can't listen to it at that time, if I can't listen to it for weeks, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> Marin, Marin's, I mean, Mark Marin, I listen to him every, uh, all the time, but like he publishes twice a week without fail for almost 10 years now. And, and there's a bunch that's of people incredible. like that, but that's, there's something to that. Um, not to say that you shouldn't adjust your schedule. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. that. Well, and, and on the other, the other side of that coin is, is like, it's Mark Maron's job to put out stuff like, you know yeah, what I mean? Of like, course. yeah, yeah. So it's that makes things a week. Sure. So like, it, it, it has it, people. Mark Maron does not. Yeah. Like he, podcast they, or, well, maybe, I don't know. It, no, yeah. but well, Seth, let's use Seth Brogan. He's a great example. That's come up multiple times on this podcast. Like he's got a, like if you watch his clips on YouTube, he's like, "Hey, bring this up." He's yelling to somebody else. That's like, "Oh, Joe Rogan, you mean right? Joe Rogan?" Okay. No, who, yeah. what did I say, Seth Rogan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was on board for that too. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan, where he, you know, he's got the full studio set up, and like he can just sit there and just say, "Bring this up, send me this. I want this." You know, what? Yeah. Can you fact check this? This thing this person just said, you know, and. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, just it's kinda... great to be inspired by those those upper echelons, but it's it's really like you cannot compare yourself to them because right. it's, they're just on a different planet. Like right now, like this is our audience. Like us for for the longest time, even on Long Long Short Drink, like us was our audience, and it's still pretty much just us. But that us <laughs> yeah. has gotten a little bigger. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And it'll slowly get a little bigger. Hopefully. Yeah. If you're listening, would it kill you to tell a friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just got a new subscriber actually tonight. I oh, like I got a notification of a new subscriber. Whoa. Could you awesome. hit the like button? Maybe right. subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, my, my guy I watch, he always asks he's he's English, so I could like I don't get tired of listening to him or his personality, but uh <laughs> he's always asking for the like and share and yeah, we'll always do that subscribe. part in uh in, in British accents now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to make it somewhat down smoother. Yeah, <laughs> what does he say? Oh crap! He's always like, "Have a marvelous day." Oh, have a marvelous time recording and mixing. Oh, <laughs> that really does make a difference. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like you know what? I think I'm going to. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate now, that. because you told me, I will, <laughs> sir. Yeah. And because you said it in such a dapper way, I'll ensure. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Very cool. That's he's awesome. always doing schnizzle. schnizzle. Push the schnizzle out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Produce like a pro, Warren Hewitt. Oh, that is. I awesome. watched him grow from um, 99. I was in like the 98,000, and now he's up at 240. They're approaching 250,000 within 
a couple years or a year or something like that. Subscribers, yeah, yeah. So he's he's really taken off, and it's fun to watch him grow. That's yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that stuff works. Um, I've talked about it many times on this show, but one of one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is ultimately a radio show that I think does an auto capture to SoundCloud, like for everything. It's like a it's a borderline public. No, not public access. It's like a real... They eventually got FM status in the time I've been listening to them. River West out of Milwaukee. Um, cool. But it's real like community-based programming. So it's FM in, in Milwaukee, and then they have figured out something to where it goes out on SoundCloud and stuff. But it's not like on iTunes. They don't really put forth a lot of effort. But it's that Cinema Fireside uh, program with uh, Mark Borchard of American Movie Notoriety. Um, but I... Like if I look at the numbers of their their um, posts, it's comparable to ours, which in a way is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like it should be way more, but I try to remember that sometimes if I get discouraged about our situation <laughs> or our number stagnance or you know the thing I should never think about, where it's like I I like I love that show. I listen to that show all the time. I don't even always agree with those guys, but there's they're a part of my life and they bring me this like sort of comfort and joy in their own way. And they don't know that. I don't right. reach out to them. There's really not ways I can. I mean other than Facebook which I don't do. So um but it's yeah, it's uh, to Twiki's point about you know like not know it, that throwing this cer- certain energy and intention out into the world, you don't know necessarily that one person could be a person to whom it means everything. You know, in that moment. Yep. So, right. anyway, I, I certainly appreciate what you've been doing. I, I tune in when I can. A lot of times it's when I'm polishing up this show <laughs> and publishing yeah. it on uh, late Tuesday nights. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, always, it's so cool to it's know you're out there. To have you check in. It's always it's great to have a friendly voice and a, you know, all of that really kind of makes it, you know, anytime there's a community at all, you realize how valuable it is, which is why this community here at long walk short drink is i feel um is very valuable to have yeah when you were among the you and moto are the first to make it feel so so it's appropriate we're talking to you now yeah absolutely i always wanted to be a part of the cabin you are (laughs) welcome Uh, yeah i yeah i'll just film it or just be the sound guy or something (laughs) couldn't be in it i just (laughs) That was probably a little bit too big of an age gap. I think like two years was probably the, oh. the distance that ran at that time. But now it all blurs yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, we're all absolutely we're all old. Yeah, we're so. all old. <laughs> yeah. A right, are we all old? I saw somebody kind of poking in, and I hope he comes right back. I hope he comes yeah. back too. Yeah, there was a double D there. Um, Unfortunately, I'm going to just step out for a couple minutes to do some bedtimes. And then I'll yeah, be I think it's a great break time. Yeah, Let's, okay. All right, let's take 10 minutes and then we'll come back and we'll catch up with Moto. Hopefully, Double D will be on by then because problems will be sorted out. Yeah. Like back, his avatar. We're all gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. He's like, where the fuck is everybody? Yeah. Well, too late. Awesome. Shortest long walk drink ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you guys in a bit.
right. All right. Double D, how are you, sir? I'm well. How's it going? Oh man, doing great this evening. We're we're having fun. Good deal. Great, great to see you. Oh, uh, great I guess to be seen. I'll let you see me. I guess. So. Yeah, I was like, I'm just looking at the band. There he is. What's up, brother? Yeah. Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Oh, man, just catching up. Uh, what we were we were talking about? Twinkies, Twitch, and he's. Uh, his challenges and uh, overcoming those challenges and just enjoying the process. And it's funny. I could really relate. Dave could relate and very LWSD. Nice. Very nice. Looks like the bride has the, uh, the heat turned down in the house already for <laughs> constantly. It's a never ending battle. I saw the hoodie go on and go up. I was like, Oh, oh my God. I was sweating earlier, but now it's getting it's frigid. Oh, is it? Look what I have here. Um, not your father's mountain Mount ale. Yes. Oh, that's yes. good. I got this December. No, this is that's who from gave it. me this <laughs> in December. <laughs> um, I don't even know. There's a lot about this that doesn't look right. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how oh, it boy. ages. Well, I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I drank man. some of that apple, apple cider vinegar. I just like drank a little bit and boo. Might taste like that. <laughs> yeah, it might. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to last a year or not. <laughs> Maybe it'll be that much better. I think it's only because it's essentially some sort of hopped up Mountain Dew that it has survived my insatiable appetites these yeah. twelve, nearly twelve months. But uh, yeah. I have also been saving it until you were on, and uh, I think the last time that was the case, I forgot. Gotcha. I I'm afraid you're going to be severely disappointed. I mean, uh, if it tastes like Mountain Dew, I think I'll be pleased because ultimately. Oh, it was delicious. I just, you know, I can't. Like, everything that tastes good is bad for you. And so, of yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, of a certain Pretty sort. Much. Did you end up trying that dragon's milk? I tried that there uh, um, oh, in um, in Des Moines. And uh, I've almost bought it a few times since. It's just so high. It's a high octane <laughs> yes, <laughs> that I don't indeed. trust myself to uh, purchase it. <laughs> Plus, I'm trying to drink less and less in my own company. And, and, and so, but I loved it. I thought it was delicious. One of, one of my worst nights was uh, just a four-pack of Blackout Stout. Yeah, oh, that's I was, the same sort of thing, yeah. I was trying to, like, you know, cut back on the calories and stuff, so I didn't eat like any of the pizza or wings there's all kinds of food and i'm like nah man i'm good you know cut back the calories working out and, oh my god and then you know we got to the uh we went to musica to watch uh trees could talk and um first uh, somebody got me a shot of crown royal and it was just uh, i ended up kicking a painting that night i was like one of my drunkest moments ever it was i was so <laughs> drunk it was i'm glad we got out of there We're like what <laughs> Wait a minute. pump the brakes there's so you much to unpack here yeah you ended up kicking the painting i <laughs> i oh wait double, double <laughs> needs to know too this is the this is the club um yeah, we played about, a de about a decade ago um i had finished my first solo album moto helped me make it uh that place had basically been a garage. They were just trying to become a club. I held a CD district. release party uh, that I didn't, I mean, I'm, I didn't know if anyone's going to come to it. I really didn't, <laughs> uh, but I had been doing a hard press and turned out my secret weapon was having the guy who made his name 
playing in middle school and high school bands, like he had already built his audience and then left him like waiting for, I don't know how many years, almost 10 years or something like that. Um, That's the come key. Up again. Yeah. So <laughs> the place, I mean, nobody was prepared. Not us, not the staff, not the club. Like it, there was like 200 and some people, but in that place, it felt like pandemonium. It was crazy. So wow. we were actually kind of, we were appealing to that establishment because we meant business. <laughs> so and when I mean business, I mean their paintings. Moto came back. So I wasn't there for this night, but that's part of the backdrop. Cause wasn't Jim, the sound guy, like, got, like didn't, isn't that Yo, part Jimbo? of the story where no, a different Jim. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was just a friend. That, oh, okay. Uh, I thought he was the one to stop he, you. That's how I, no, he, it. He knew the owners at the time, <laughs> so he was like oh, in the with them, and he knew me, and he could he knew that that was not out of my normal behavior and all that. And uh, really, what happened was they had this painting that would be where you go to the restrooms. It was like I don't know, it was big, three foot by four foot or something. <laughs> it was a big painting, and they had it on the ground for some reason behind this like two rail little walkaway thing and so i i was freaking really way too drunk and uh i just saw the back of it the canvas part and i, I had been like kicking a heavy bag for uh, part of my workout and i thought oh, this is a heavy bag <laughs> and so and then i had to kick left footed so i'm like oh yeah let's try it out left footed <laughs> And I kicked it once and kind of laughed to myself, and then I kicked it again. <laughs> are you kicking the they... side of it, or where are you kicking it? It was leaning up. It's flat, right? Yeah. Somebody said I kicked a hole in it. I don't remember a hole, <laughs> but I kicked it twice. <laughs> I did that, and then they hung it back on. Like, I need to get out of here. It's like, <laughs> I was so drunk. So four pack blackout stop. There you go. It's pretty much like that dragon. Is it Dragon's Milk? What was it? The name yeah, of it? Yeah, oh, Dragon's Milk. Yeah, it's it's that it's like that sort of potent thing, and that must have been. You probably didn't know. I know when I drank my first sort of I'm, more potent beers, it, I had no idea that was even a possibility, and they, you know, destroyed me. Yeah, I knew I just didn't eat any food, <laughs> which is bad. And then I did the shot of Crown Royal or two, and I was just. Oh, Oof. the blackout. I mean, that's not just the name. I mean, they sell those four pack Great Lakes for a reason because of the, mm. the uh, alcohol content. Those oh, are and like, I chugged, I only had drinking like two or three. And so I chugged the one before I left. So I finished the one and then I had another one left and I chugged that right before I went. Then oh. I had the two. Sh I, I was kicking paintings. Uh, that's know? a recipe that's for kicking paintings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take me anywhere, I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. Well, well. <laughs> um oh wait palmer left again all right i'm gonna try this oh okay well now i'm just gonna try this um this uh not your father's mountain you know see how it goes here hang on get out go smells like mountain dew oh it tastes like mountain dew and it's just it's just got the uh Oh man, is that from last year? It is, yeah. I I I was worried because it's really like it looks like something out of Ghostbusters. Like I don't know that the the subtlety of the colors and stuff can't really be done justice by these uh, internet graphics. But I was a little worried. But it's tastes... double D's jam right there. Yeah, it tastes amazing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I dig this.
All right. It's just like Mountain Dew with booze yeah. in it. Which with a Mountain Dew is amazing too. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make you want to go like hang gliding exactly. and like canoeing? Canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I feel right. Extreme canoeing. Good. Extreme spells extreme with X's instead of like Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I used to drink a ton of Mountain Dew. Oh, as a kid. I can't can't believe how much I drank. Maybe like six or more in a day. Oh. And Surge. You guys remember Surge? Oh, I remember oh Surge. Yeah. yeah. Surge had a little more bite. Yeah. <clears throat> Low mid. Burger King. Does your Burger Kings have Surge out in uh, uh Minnesota? They brought it back. Right. They I did. I I managed to avoid, but um, you know, Burger King was other than Hardee's the first fast food to come through Ritman. And uh, when I was first working at WCTV, basically second shift, I developed this habit of going there like every day. So yeah. if you see the Steve documentary, you can see it on me. Palmer, <laughs> 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 I guess Double D will subject you to it someday. But um, it uh, and I remember. Pumps Pumps was making fun of me like at the time. He's like, You're just gonna eat Burger King every day and edit in this dark room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. <laughs> but I've been off the Burger King for a long time, but I remember it fondly. So they, they have Burger King has Surge on Fountain. You can get Fountain Surge, which I didn't even think when Surge existed you could get it on the fountain. Oh my god, this is a problem. Honestly, yeah. just Mountain Dew would be a problem. Yeah, the bride hosts. Uh, um, she brings students over one time a year. Sometimes, I think probably depending on the group and a few other things. And then we get all this pizza, and then like we buy all these sodas and stuff we don't have around. Now we have pizza sometimes, and I'm always like, just order so much more than you need because this is a golden opportunity for me. I want this pizza. <laughs> right. This is party time. Yeah. This one time in particular, there were like wrestlers. And I was like, you better order more food. Like, this dude is going to eat all the pizza I want. <laughs> but anyway, because of that, like, a few times, like, one time, one time I, we had the Mountain Dew, and I was just like, holy shit, this is like God's nectar. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Then the ne- another year was grape soda. I was like, Jesus, this will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. Can't really handle these things. Mountain Dew is one of those sodas where, like, you open a can of it and you're just like, and it's like there's only just this much left in the can. You're like, how did that even happen? Like, there's always that much left. Yeah, that much. <laughs> yeah. You open it, you take your first drink, and there's this much left. I, whenever I have Mountain, this is why I can't have Mountain Dew. I have to grab two every time because the first <laughs> one is just the first sip, yeah. and then the second one is that's the one where you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my uncle Bill still to this day. That's what I was always about. have him with Mountain Dew. He's about Mountain Dew with him, just like I was thinking about Bill on him. It's in the car or the you know the wow. or whatever. But, but like I don't. Funny. Do you remember Bill? Like when um, so we'd go down to visit the grandparents, and Bill lived there, and he would just flat out like have his shirt rolled up above <laughs> his belt. <laughs> yeah, it was like after dinner, he would yeah. just do that, just like. Let it out. It was like that was all like right. All Mountain Dew. That's like brought to you by, by Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. He wasn't on any of those extreme commercials. Yeah, I know. What yeah. they don't tell you is you get extreme diabetes with Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, diabetes. Feel the rush. Like, feel. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Disappearing. Best yeah. part about this. This is like. 
perfect LWSD talk that doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, this, this is eight minutes of a Mountain Dew sketch. <laughs> yeah, we didn't it know what we were in for for the anthology. Yeah, no, this is it all counts. Yeah. It counts. <laughs> Double D, how, how are you, sir? I I I made a hard sell. Well, in as much as I do that, I guess. I was like, I gotta see. I haven't seen talk to Double D since fifty, and that was marginal. You referenced yeah, something was... that today that I was like, ah, he's got a new. He's got a new situation since I last knew. What can you tell us? We can tell me that you could also share with our listeners. <laughs> oh man. Um wow. So it's just been crazy. Like um fall and um fall is my busy time. I have a uh I, I yeah, moonlight as um extracurricular <laughs> activities. Uh all legit, <laughs> all know, on the up and up, of course. We can know about that or no? Um the yeah. royal we no, okay. You know, I like to know. I like to get a heads up sometimes if I could somehow. Remember, that's how he caught the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, because I know that that's a poss- That's got to be a possibility. Uh, I so, might have talked over that. Dave wants to wants a heads up if there's a chance of him seeing you on TV. Yeah, that's what. Okay. He oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, um, and I'm hoping that um, that there is going to be a good possibility uh, here in the next few weeks. That's um, great. But I will know for sure probably by Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week. Um, once everything gets through all the committees and all that stuff and assignments come. All right. Out. So we'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. Keep, keep keep me posted. I uh, that appeals to me. Absolutely. I would love to. It'll be fun. So even though you're not a sports guy, I know, but uh Oh, that's giving too much away. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm not a video game guy either, and I'll listen to Twiggy's Twitch. I, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, well, I'm a loyal but absent friend, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I also really like like when people are making stuff. So, so, oh, yeah. so this is a sort of way. I don't know. I mean, people are always making stuff, but you can't always see it. <laughs> right. So even though you're not whatever building something or whatever, I can see what you're doing. That appeals to me. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, the, I've been the grandeur of that the national scale is uh that's gotta be exciting. Come it's, on. It how is many times super, that happened? You know, it, I'm sure, yeah. Tell me how many times it's happened. You know. Oh my gosh. Um it's happened several times. I mean, good grief, lots and lots of times. Um dozens? Less uh, than yeah, dozens for sure. Oh um, I thought maybe it was more rare than that. Oh, that's super cool. So, yeah, it's it's fun because yeah, the kids will get like all the um, network paraphernalia, the hats and shirts and stuff like that. They'll give oh, them. Oh, cool! Little, They'll send you um, send you home with it, or they oh, get yeah. to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's so great. So it's a lot of fun. Wow, very cool. Yeah, Definitely. I was looking for a GIF that uh, we had. You son of a bitch! Don't I you had dare. somewhere. <laughs> no, don't um, you dare. Uh, no. I, I'll get it. I'll get it and I'll send it over to you, Dave. There's a gif of uh, <laughs> of one of Double D's television performances that's just classic. Oh. Classic. Uh oh. I can't wait. Uh, there's oh. not uh, there's no way that I could even give like even describe it without like totally giving everything away, but man. Classic. I- I may or may not be able to send that out on the thread if I could find it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I was just looking in the one thread that I would have it, and I it's not. I must have deleted it the last time I cleaned out room on my phone. Thank goodness. 
It's mm. as ep- it's as epic as the Splash Mountain photo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Pretty. Yeah, the Splash Mountain photo is awfully epic. <laughs> so is this. This is like you know, like this is this is good too. I sometimes alternate between feeling sad and just like proud or glad that we have the type of dynamic on our show that we do that doesn't allow for transparency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a there's a sense of mystery and like otherness with it that I feel like if I was a cast member, it would there would be a moment of pause where I could be like if, if I wasn't and if I didn't know us, where there would be like these people have a life outside of this that they put an effort into giving me a piece of every week while still preserving it. And that's I appreciate that. I, I would think I would want I would hope that they would appreciate that and it would pr- create this sense of like mystery and otherness with uh, about us you know like yeah and and familiarity yeah uh, I think I hope uh, that's what I enjoy most uh, with podcasts and stuff like that is feeling that sense of familiarity and like you can follow someone's life and you like <clears throat> um the Smogcast, we talk about Smogcast a lot, and uh, Scott Moser has been off making the Grinch movie. Scott Moser, who's one half of Smogcast with Kevin Smith. Yep. Um, and he was back on yesterday for the first time in quite a while talking about the Grinch and that experience. And actually, a lot of that resonated with what Twinkie was talking about in terms of like he's involved in this enormous film that he co-directed. Right. But he was just saying like, ah, it's kind of all the same. It's like it actually doesn't even begin to to approximate the experience of clerks back in the day. Right. Uh, but uh, I mentioned that because I had this weird sense at some point during that. I was like, I, and I don't exactly know where it came from. A couple of things about the way he said things. I'm like, is he, div- is he getting divorced? Is he divorced? And it bothered me. I don't know. Scott, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then by the end, he finally like did mention his wife. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, Brian and I are looking it up <laughs> on Wikipedia. But it's a bizarre thing. It's a it's an unprecedented in term uh, like the medium allows for unprecedented windows, I think, into people's yeah. uh, lives and like sharing between individuals on a mass scale sometimes. Anyway, I sometimes wish or wonder what it'd be like if I had obscured my identity some because <laughs> that would allow me to share some things that I can't uh, I, I ultimately try I censor myself when I know it would affect the other parties <laughs> yes <laughs> in yeah. a potentially negative way well anyway. and I just I and I just don't ever want somebody to be like oh your fucking show ruined my life you know what I mean like it's not gonna yeah. Yeah, or jobs. I mean, or jobs. I, don't, like, I had a bandmate that that something like that kind of happened to in the MySpace days. Yeah, we didn't get to that band moto. <laughs> to Wait, what's it? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. Um, well, what? maybe this is a, a segue of sorts. Double D, oh, do you have a you have a tight timeline? Because I don't want to lose you, and because I get on a thread here. Thread away. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Long All walk, right. short. You don't want to get <laughs> on us. Why don't we yeah. get on the sidebar? <laughs> Just remember, yeah. it's, like to turn a ship around. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the, I mean, we wanted the full cast. We would want the full cast anyway. We'll take any of you whenever you're uh, willing and able to come on. Um, but um, so I had a hand in finishing up 
a new release of old material created by Modo in one of his first bands 20 years ago that we just put out since the last Long Walk Short Drink. <laughs> new old album. New old Modo album. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the best thing was you got to remaster the audio a little bit, take out some of the tape hiss. And, uh, but the best thing was Dave made this music video from like 1997 footage of us and put all the other uh footage together and it just it he he did that so well you don't need to know the people that are in the video and then so the people that know us are like what the fuck is this where has it been and, you know, uh, so dave really just shocked a bunch of people with this video and you know the nostalgia thing and i guess music's one of the biggest things for nostalgia i just read that oh um, yeah yeah recently but, well, let's, uh, yeah, uh, that that feeling is cool. Where um, it's and it's fleeting, you know. It's it only it's just like this. I don't know. Like I've been here. It's almost like deja vu or something. It's it's not deja vu, but it's uh, just that uh, I don't know. There's a certain feeling when you see something like that. So let me hit you with the five. Uh, not the same five questions. I'll just this five question thing is arbitrary, but it's a right. way it's kind this of is, corral me. <laughs> this is David Rather David with Rather. Moto. I gave it to Twinkie, and I'm going to give it to you, <laughs> or pose it to you. That sounds all so creepy. But, uh, so, uh, what is Enormity, the band? What? <laughs> what is Enormity, the band? Like, how did it oh. come to be? Explain it to us. Oh. I don't know. Well, first of all, it's hard to name bands, and uh, I don't know. I was making out with my girlfriend when we came up with the name, or I think she came up with it, and she was part of the band for a while. It was just, we were. <laughs> what uh, year was this? I, how old were you? We're we're I making out, first... so it was an easy stretch for her to come That's to a Normandy. <laughs> like <laughs> double D, don't say you got that loud. <laughs> she just like slid her hand down my pants, and she's like, "I know the name of your band." Enormity. It's Enormity. That was my dick's name in college. Yeah, that's my dick's yeah. name in college. What are you doing, sir? Double D's so used to not being on mic. That was gold. You can't know, tell I'm the so... people you're gold. Are you crazy? He goes, Enormity. That was my dick's nickname in college. That's very generous of you, but yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I could not uh, resist that. We were making out. My girlfriend <laughs> came up with it, and I'm like, yeah, she probably had his hand on his dick. I didn't even think of that. We were going through yeah. a dictionary, and that's yeah. the name. And, you know, we're busy making out, and everybody's going through stuff because they joke about it. So she had her hands them. on your dictionary. No, yeah, no, I was quite the virgin. Yeah. Well, the band was called Cheese, if I'm not mistaken, which I, it's an extra layer of. Yeah, I, I don't know, Dick Cheese or what, but it was a three-piece band. It was drums, guitar, and bass, and um, they were all friends of mine. I didn't really know that they were doing this, but we they. We had like a school assembly and they played a few songs and uh, I was just completely energized. I, you know, just this, it was the, um, the old, what'd they call that? It would have been our middle school yeah. and the old basketball. Yeah. I know exactly what one. you're talking about. Do you remember Palmer? So it's, it's the middle school gym, but not there's like a name the, for it. It's, it's the it's older it. one. The older so there's a weird reverb to that room. Yes. And it has and, a, it feels so the middle like school had two gyms, like the, it had the auditorium. Yeah. Broadman texted to us. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> might know. Here. Uh I'm sure I even know. Um, but anyways, that they were in this room and it's this reverb and this do 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 and the guitar was just eh, 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 
and, and, like one note, but I was just, I was really energized. And I actually but, called them and asked if I could, I didn't even know if try out. I just asked if I could be their singer. They didn't have a singer. I had never sang. I, I mean, but I had been around music. We've had music in our house and, you know, one of the best parts of traveling, listening to music and just, you know, went in church and things. And, uh, so this would be like so anyways, 1995. You were in middle uh, school. Yeah, that's, that's eighth, eighth grade, and 96. 96 and 97 okay. were freshmen. So 96 so, yeah. and you were yeah. in middle school. Okay. Three piece, and you asked to join. Yeah, I call. I actually had the gumption to call and ask them to see if I could be their singer without even you know knowing if I could sing. <laughs> Just, you knew those guys, like the three guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. I. No, I, you know, I actually had to ask Shamrock, I think, because he was friends with uh, the twins. And um, so, but I knew, you know, the other one I was good, I was friends with. Okay. Yeah. But um, anyways, they had me try out and I I think uh, I played Wish or they played Wish and uh, they played like 90 Snails of Wish without you asking if they had it. And I got the job. <laughs> that's intense, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, and that's and that was some, oh, such a tiny room. But you know what? That music was cool back then. It's like I, I think it's cool that I guess now you can buy a keyboard and you can make music with a keyboard and whatever software you have. Um, but I like the idea of a garage band back then. It's like guys with instruments that set a time after school or on a weekend. Thursday evenings or, you know, like this Wednesdays um, to get together and try to play music. But, and, and it was, you know, sort of grunge was like punk and rock. So the punk part was like this rudimentary playing. So you didn't have to be good. Like Palmer had a band. I had a band. Dave had a band. Double D, where's your band, dude? Yeah. Did you have a band, Double D? Were you in a band, Double D? <laughs> uh, I was in a uh, show choir. Ah, <laughs> well, band. that's your band. That See, everybody's got a band. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the '90s. So yeah. They, so, but so. but it was cheap. Then the okay. Then cheap. That's so I, the I'm dictionary maker questions. But enormity was first cheese. Was that super short lived? The whole cheese name. That was yeah, the first in, band name, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think maybe when we went to, I don't know. We ended up. I don't know why we changed the name. It was called. Geez. I don't remember. You probably yeah. wanted to be cooler than that. Was a good choice. To change that <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we couldn't get gigs or something. Yeah. They're like that name sucks. You know, yeah. I, I can't remember why we changed the name. Other than you know, now I was a part of the band because he had I was a big a dick. Of... That's why. Yeah, it's like big dicks part of the band now. Yeah. Was... Oh, geez. Yeah, they probably think I am a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> Being an asshole. <laughs> but. uh you know, it's yeah. I'm thankful that happened, and we've had a lot of fun from it. Excellent. So that that's what Enormity is. Basically, it was a middle school turn. I mean, like cusp of middle high school, school into high school band. Um, the okay. I hadn't thought about these questions ahead of time. So one down. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you guys a link to the album. I think uh, ultimately we should watch it. down, motherfucker. So I'll send you guys a link to the album. The album that we, or EP, I guess you could say, that we put out in DreamingOutLoudRecords.com 20 years after the fact is live at the Odeon. 
uh, Enormity Live at the Odeon. So how did a band that essentially formed in 1996 in middle school play one of the premier concert clubs in Cleveland just two years later? As, that was sweet. Freshman it's or unique. Well, it's unique because I think the first year they had this competition called the Rock Off at the Odeon down in the flats, um, which I think they've reopened now, which was closed for a long time, and they have reopened. It was a really, really cool venue to go see a band that you really like, you know, uh, some of the acts that we go through there. Um, yeah, anyways, it was a high school competition thing, be a part of this rock off. And um, the first year we went up to just watch, and then the next year I think we had to submit, um, you know, whatever, a demo to be accepted, and then that's how we got to be a part of it. So 98, you would have been juniors in your participation? Uh, Sophomore, Jerry freshman. Oh. I I'm not good with time. Uh, it's freshman or sophomore. Right. Okay. I mean, it's pretty impressive. It was so freshman. This this um EP ultimately that we put out as this live at the Odeon, um, was, uh, it's not like a soundboard recording or anything like that. Ultimately, it's just some of the only surviving material from this young band. Oh, Twinkie's back. Hey, Twinkie. Hi. Right. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. This. Is this right. is great. I love listening to. Oh man, there it is—the full cast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So I've I've turned my five questions on on my brother here. Oh, nice, perfect. I'm uh, fantastic. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> we're talking about his uh his middle school turn uh eighth, eighth grade into high school band called Enormity, which has released their first and only recording publicly available, <laughs> now available for free on Dreaming Out Loud. Uh, but you know what? That's comes. that's what's freaking awesome about this. Like, it's you know it hasn't ever been released. So like now, and it's a lot of that's. I think that's why there was such shock. No one's ever seen the footage. I know other than the band. Like after the night, you go home and watch it. You know, on a TV at home, plug in the camcorder to your TV and you watch it. You're like, oh, that's how it happened. You know, and you're still kind of adrenaline rushed. But you're like, okay, yeah, it says like, okay, Can we watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after that it just kind of gets lost like other medium we we're talking about yeah medium's great but digital's you've almost it's got its other benefits because it's can live longer you know yeah. what so we we set up i'm 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 floundering a little i'll admit so we set up the band a little bit i think what might be cool is if we j do just watch the video because then the other guys will get a clear picture oh. we can talk about it uh it'll set it all up so this is only it's only four fifty five, right? It's only five. Well, I was minutes. gonna say. Yeah, here's the, I apologize for the second or third verse why it's so long, but Dave did a phenomenal this job. Is, As I said, you don't need to know the people to enjoy this video. Yeah, <laughs> and we do, so we will extra. Um, so let me just preface the. So I, I, yeah, maybe I won't ask five complete questions or whatever, but I. Um, 1998 or 2018 rather i was starting to observe all these like uh anniversaries that i even had to cut back on because there's so fucking many of them and at the end of last year i was doing this thing for uh, another friend of ours yost who plays in uh, a band with y moto and me sometimes anyway i i put together this whole thing that truly i couldn't share with anyone <laughs> and so I was on that track, but I was like, this thing fucking needs to exist. So it's, it's, we discussed another long walk, short drink episodes, but in doing that and feeling this 1998 sort of 20 year anniversary of this 10 year anniversary of that approaching, 
there was this thing nagging at me is so moto had this band um and we'll i'll ask him to talk about it later but they they got, they got some studio time i think they won it in a competition different competition yep. and they uh so they went into a studio i was working Actually, I wasn't working at WCTV, the cable access center, just yet. But I was just starting to go there to learn, to learn the machines and to figure out how I could edit my Crow movie. And um, I was—I don't know why I didn't go there myself, but I was just like, if you guys are gonna have this studio session, somebody please bring a video camera. I'll make a music video. <laughs> I'd never done this before. <laughs> But I wanted to. And so uh, the bass player's dad did bring a camera and did film things. I think um, he filmed them in EP mode, which meant they wouldn't play on this Panasonic, whatever the fuck that's, that is. <laughs> 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 Not quite working yet, but that's another story, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so I started this, this music video then based on this this session that they had it was just really like a demo session i guess but they had five original songs and they recorded them live best i can tell after the fact you know 20 years later from watching the footage they played it live in a room no click track or whatever just the band playing then you would sing the overdubs afterwards maybe some shakers mm -hmm. and harmonies mm -hmm. that, right yeah yeah and that's the only re like uh one of the members asked if we had the audio recordings it's like <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure the one brother sent it in for, to get a demo or to get yeah. a gig. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you make a copy? That kills me. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. pretty serious. Are you back in the day fucking serious? The only copies got sent in as a demo somewhere. Oh, just to I, get a gig, remember, even like may or may not yeah. have been listened to more than once, yeah. if ever. Because <laughs> I, I'm weird, you know. I'm like, I, I can have my freak out moments and more moto stories, you know. Um, which I try to, you know, control and whatnot. But yeah, I remember being upset back then that it was gone. So it brings, yeah, I do remember just because we're a little crazy and stuff. I would have but... lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, kind of brought back those feelings. It's like, oh, yeah. But... No, so that's, it's great that it's there and that that stuff is saved and now it's digitized. And yeah. now Dave's awesome at, you know, what he does. And, <laughs> That's very nice of you. So what? So, but I started to try to edit this video. So they had the studio recording, um, of the of these freshmen in high school recording these original songs. I uh, had this this footage, but it wasn't quite enough. So I um I went over to where they rehearsed and in, in the twins' basement. Uh, the lead guitarist and the drummer they they uh, hosted the practices in their basement. And they were twins, not twin brothers. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like identical twins, but they were the same age, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I filmed a few passes of them playing along to the song on my, you know, VHSC camcorder, and um, and I guess thought I could make a video out of this, but I never tried anything like that with the synchronization, with all the various angles. And I got about 30 seconds in and was just having trouble making it work and then kind of switched gears to editing the crow and never really looked back. But I thought of it all, not often, often, but every once in a while I'd be like, ah, oh, I never did finish that. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course it nagged away at you. Yeah. Years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so as this, this time was coming up and I was starting to populate the dreaming out loud records.com uh, site with like these archived um, things. 
and the Vimeo page as well, just like kind of preserving this stuff. It came from that mold scare, etc. I was looking back in these ways and trying to make sure that the stuff just didn't die. <laughs> and so it turned out, I what I would often think, I was like, do I, did I tape over the rest of that song? Or is this, because that tape got given away. I was like, well, is the rest, of, I, I, it wasn't until like a few months ago that I finally, well, actually I did this at the beginning of 2018. <laughs> um, turned out, I did, I laid the song down. Back in those days, you had to do that on the tape. You had to lay down the whole song first and you go back and they would call it insert edit so it wouldn't replace the sound, just the image. So I actually had the full song of this this uh, man of the crowd, um, <laughs> the name of it, that I wanted to uh, make the music video for. So even though I didn't finish the music video, the whole song was there. So it's the only surviving thing from that session. Um, I think it ultimately became like mono and you know stuff. So it's not like high quality and it was a demo to begin with from tape tape. <laughs> um, double D. <laughs> this is double D is also figured out the only way to get a word in edgewise, which is to text it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is lead into one of Moto's five questions. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably have to scale back into five. No, but, the video so is the lead in the five minute video <laughs> is the lead into the question. This is the lead into questions. the five minute video. The video is probably the most representative and fun thing about it. But I also yeah. think oh, yeah. that we'll oh, yeah. tell the story to you guys. So I figure we watch it together. But I did think it worth noting that I basically, the first 30 seconds come from 1997. The rest of it comes from the beginning of this year when I did have the skill, I guess, to pull it off. <laughs> and tools. and Yeah, I mean, to be fair... Not to myself, but like to everyone else. I guess I had the tools. I just didn't have the skills <laughs> at the time. Couldn't have done it the way you did now. No, yeah. not now. Yeah. yeah. You can like stretch the time and stuff with digital Press editing. Play. All right. So this tells you all you need to know. Watch oh, this on, on YouTube. Uh, the top one, Enormity Man of the Crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Then okay. rock that full screen. That'll be as good a quality as we can get. Nineteen ninety seven. This is the basement stuff, studio stuff, baby faces all around. I'm swimming to you, but just to feel the coldness of your lies. Baby Moto. I can't believe how young Moto looks. Fucking tape. Look at that tape. Oh. English, I am. Look at all those fucking people. That still blows my mind. Yeah. A t shirt. Yeah, that was. I was still your t shirt. Oh boy. What's really funny is I don't remember any of you looking that young <laughs> even back then. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to me. Like that. 
Look at Mona's got his shirt off at the studio. That I love it. That was a... <laughs> he took his shirt off at some point. <laughs> I just imagine, I imagine the shirt coming off and him just running around headbutting people and like, we're going to fucking do this. They were making fun of me, as they should. Moto, there was a, such a long period of time where, like, all I knew about you was the soccer story where you punched some guy in the face. <laughs> I have some soccer stories, but I don't. I went to punch one guy and I actually hit the ref instead. Oh, Oops. yeah, that's. A, I think that's the story. So I punched him. <laughs> that's like the only time in life I've swung at somebody. Yeah, right? and he. He was watching the whole thing and then stepped in. Oh, got, uh, As the passion of my hate, I know you never in love. Oh my gosh. This what is like a, a time capsule. I oh love my it. Gosh. Isn't it a weird feeling? It's what I would have done at the time, but it is interesting, I suppose, that you're only seeing it now. It's what I would have done at the time if I could. What I was trying to do. <laughs> it's great to see this grunge band with just this nice, clean cut hairstyles. <laughs> <and, laughs> yeah. It wasn't allowed to have any longer. I played basketball. Yeah. Ah. Eighth grade, I wasn't. Yeah, I played eighth grade. This is all just like handheld, <laughs> but I was trying to do, I think, like certain type of. That's, I think that's part of the appeal, too, is that you can tell it's a camcorder from a long time ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is like the pinnacle of 90s. Everything about this is like <laughs> all 90s. That killer sofa in the basement. <laughs> That's oh. where I was making out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Normandy. That's where, that's where the name of Normandy came from. <laughs> Even the length of the song is so 90s. Like, I fucking love it that it's, it's like a tuna can down there. It's like, you know why? Because there's a guitar solo. That's right. It's coming up. There's going to be like a... And all, also, like, the bass player is a phenomenal bass player. Like, he can play basically like lead yeah. bass. And there's almost yeah. like drum. There's a lot of flourishes. Like I, I, it feels like a real band song to me. Like at least on the edit of it, I was finding places to highlight that. Oh, I love this bit. You look did a great job. Oh, look at that. That's sexy. The flashes in there. Emphasize the double kick. Yeah, and I, I basically just overlaid um, something from one of their first middle school band dances that had a yeah. strobe light. And it worked out pretty good. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Look at, look at this look at the end. Like, look how Nate looks all tough. <laughs> so awesome. What? For a band, what? <laughs> there you, go. you know what's hilarious? I, I got that title from an Edgar Allan Poe story. I wanted to I, you ask know, you about always, that. You always figure that somebody would get it at some point. But uh, no, no one's ever got it. And, I, and even as I really don't know the story, I just saw the title and, and took it in my own direction. But I thought someone would catch on someday. <laughs> Was today the day? Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> I've always been intrigued by knowing it came from a, a dead Grout and Poe. Uh, story <laughs> title if nothing else <laughs> so anyways that was fun i got attention there's over a thousand views and holy like shit yeah days. that that really blew me away so i i 
I what did I do? <laughs> like I didn't really do much except for like package it. So I created that that music video first forty seconds in nineteen ninety seven. The rest of it early this year, and uh, they. So you guys got into the rock off like a second annual. You know what's great, appropriate. The, it was the Mountain Dew High School rock off. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, and as you can see in the video, there were a fuck ton of people. It's basically like a packed premiere concert club well, there was, for this event. Because of all the bands involved, and yeah. it was exciting though to be e even in the crowd because just ever young kids and they're kind of free but we're in this environment but yeah like whoops i just felt a butt yeah, a boob just touched me Ooh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, and they... i inspired the name of normandy you want to find out why <laughs> i'll take off my shirt in a second with my dyed hair uh... <laughs> <laughs> they crushed though like so they were the first band of this night that there's this videotape from that you can see footage from there and actually um i created basically um like an 80 minute distillation of all the video that exists so it's not like a documentary and that you're going to hear them talk about it and you know like describe their experience now about then but if you go to um uh we'll share it on the twitter but if you go to uh vimeo.com slash channel slash enormity there's the Normandy Anthology 1996 through 1998, where you follow this young band from their beginnings as a middle school dance act into the recording studio, filming their music video, and ultimately onto the stage of one of the premier clubs in the north in Northeast Ohio, playing to a packed house. Make us sound damn cool, man. It is damn cool. It's an <laughs> incredible achievement that you guys had. So I, it's kind of broken down into um, uh, there. This Man of the Crowd video is basically like a trailer for the whole thing, I guess. Um, there's six minutes from the uh, fall dance 1996 middle school <laughs> performance. Um, there's 11 minutes from the machine in May of 97, another concert club. I think that is gone. There's about 25 minutes from their studio session, which I found that's the longest segment. I found it so interesting to was watch fun, yeah. the engineer. So basically um, you can see Yojimbo, our dad is in there. The bass player's With dad. Turtle deck. <laughs> Yeah, but it's little left and ball fat. Man, that guy's got style. Uh, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but it's amazing like, to hear the engineer who you guys won studio time. I don't think he knew what to expect. And he was yeah. clearly blown away by what you guys were doing. And at a certain point, wow. um, bass player's dad goes, because he was he didn't he, he wasn't gonna say, like, I'm blown away, but I was mm. you, you hear this unfold and the bass player's dad goes like well, what did you expect <laughs> I don't know what he said but it was really interesting to hear one side of the glass basically like and and then you hear some snippets of things that don't survive in you know recorded material in terms of some of your other original songs and then um there's sorry I'm almost through this little litany of things <laughs> there's the basically like 8 minutes of footage from that video shoot um basically when i'm including stuff here i try to i just leave things that i think you guys might want to see somewhere down the line so it's not going to be like a static image of nothing happening it's stuff that reveals things about the people involved and what's going on and then the last um 20 minutes is this january 31st 1998 um performance at the odeon that is also the audio content 
of of what you can download for free at the dreamingoutloudrecords.com. It is astounding to see. So this is the opening night or the opening performance of the uh, the rock off. The finals. You guys are the first. So so they get introduced and they come on and crush with like three original songs, one of which we just heard, and then they close with this blistering version of Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, like that. People lose their fucking minds. <laughs> like this is the beginning of the of the night. The, the 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 MC comes on and she's trying to wrangle the people. It takes her almost a full minute to get them to quiet down. It's a it's incredible. Yeah, it's I think really I don't know. Seems you know that's like being part of the crowd too. It's just a bunch of kids and the kid energy, and like like I said, you're kind of free. It's like a school dance or something like where you're kind of free but you're in this environment so maybe your parents are in the back or something or they dropped you off we're gonna pick you up in a couple hours but um yeah it was it was impressive and i remember the guys you know like uh relishing that and just kind of like oops i forgot something on stage go off wait one more time <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really fun moment it couldn't have been a better stage and yeah thankful that you got to save all of that and that music video is just stunning well, it was, more, yeah, it was my, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, anyone who's curious to, you know, an, um, so we shared, oh yeah, we shared this on, I shared this on my, I do have a Facebook page for my music. This gets really like sticky sometimes because Facebook, but I, I knew we didn't necessarily, I knew you might not, or the other guys might, I wanted to be a surprise for the other guys. I, I knew yeah, you guys I might not want it. to share it yourself. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just put it on this thing, even though it may or may not be appropriate. And I do that. I mean, I do that if there's something about Long Walk Short Drink that could be posted on Dave All, David All Music, I will. I mean, generally, Facebook rewards certain things, and also people are interested in certain things. I'm pretty used to crickets at this point in the, the game but i posted this video and um i tagged the guys in it uh who all have facebook accounts and within like 24 hours i got a thousand views which for us is astounding <laughs> i mean for our yeah. little organization it was wild people, uh i think yeah whether it was that nostalgia thing or, or what like people were into it which was extra gratifying because i would have done it anyway but just to, to oh, see, yeah. to see um, it make people that uh, happy or wistful or about their <laughs> that that time or I don't know what, but it, w it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it reminds people of when they were that young and just like you know you can see it's on old VHS. You can, yeah, you can tell that we're so young and like we've never seen this footage and you know you've shared some of it with me priorly, but I had never shared it with them. Um, so it was all really fresh and exciting but yeah so that's the latest that's an old yeah. school ripman rabbit hole that i'm gonna I get to go down during work so when i should be working that's what i'm gonna be doing uh, i'm glad <laughs> well let's uh let's hear how well yeah i can listen to this over headphones that's fine like you know i don't need to watch the video part 20 minutes later man that was a great video <laughs> yeah yeah, we put it out as a as an audio thing, but you can see it all on that Vimeo page, but also on DrivenOutLoudRecords.com. Yeah. I upgraded to some sort of thing to where I could have a video, include videos. 
Um, so you can see videos for each of the songs um, for this particular release. In order to allow for the video, I have to make it that name your own price for the download. Um, but just enter zero. You can download it for zero. I actually created a 15-page uh, PDF. I scanned Moto's original um, <laughs> printouts for lyrics and did a bunch of fun stuff there. Uh, yeah, it's really a real good. kind of compre. It's all that exists really of of that band at this time. So if you were around or if you're curious, uh, check it out. I the so the I I don't actually have five questions that I'll torture you with, but I do. Yeah. Oh, we're done say, with me here. <laughs> we do. I do need to say one more thing because um, my friend and yours by proxy, uh, pal Phil. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, for for the other guys and for listeners, um, Phil is my. He's forty years older than me, almost exactly. And we met out here in Minnesota. He's a retired businessman who writes country songs and almost like forty or fifty a year. He's incredibly prolific, and he's a big fan of of um creative people and of, of me and moto moto recorded one of his songs once for for which i think he'll be eternally grateful and is in his oh, that's uh, awesome. petrol uh, rotation in his ipod so he said, oh, he said cool. every once in a while he'll send me something um he's retired he's been retired for many years so he's got a lot of free time and a lot of he's a very driven man himself and uh always he's always got like so many songs he's working on and um i think is kind of it's like it both frustrates me and warms my heart at the same time and he's always he's like he's he's someone who get can get on me about like he wants me to be doing this certain thing like i think he wants me to write 40 songs a year and all this <laughs> he's pretty adamant sent me something this week that he's like i got on your facebook page and all this he's like it's like Moto needs to be making Moto albums. <laughs> like, All right, man. I know I've been telling him this for years, but there's a thing about us almond boys and that we'll do what we want when we want <laughs> in this regard. But uh, yeah. just a little extra encouragement and or push. I know you've been writing a lot of music. Um, I've been doing sketch stuff and you've been sending me some cool shit. So <laughs> if if you have the urge. Just a pee is Phil. <laughs> you got some words in you. Uh, there you go. Put it out. But so before we let I you guess go, that's probably the biggest problem. But yeah, I know. It's yeah. like I I know. Like I've been invited to to sing words and stuff. I just don't quite have those yet. It's like Palmer said earlier, or anything like you. You don't want us to do it if our heart's not in it. <laughs> Nobody yep. wants that, really. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was the last one. Oh, so last one. It's not really a question about enormity, but I know you're working on something else, kind of a follow up to family, uh, to friends and family, which I know Palmer's a fan of. So tell us what you're up to there before we let you off. Such a good album. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Palmer. I got to share that with uh, my uncle, and he was, you know, I think I know he was really happy getting it done. I don't know what else to say about it, but we took uh, that idea and then we're incorporating the rest of the band and, uh, just want to do an album of those guys. I mean, the the pedal steel player, he's going to turn seventy this year or seventy four. One of the two. I mean, they're getting old, and wow. um, a, a lot of them have been doing it for a long time. And I actually just got a CD of their what would be maybe their best recordings from a while ago. It was like two thousand two, and oh man, just you know. And it's just those times were so different. You know, you know, the magnetic tape, I mean, the hiss, the tape calibrations, left channel coming in and out because the tape's not clean. And 
uh, just, you know, they do a mix and you're stuck with that mix forever. Or now digital, you just recall it and make a finite change, you know? So, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm really getting to do something cool for them and providing some quality recordings, um, so they can pass it on to their grandchildren and say, this is what your grandfather used to do, or this is him, or yeah. this is your grandmother, you know? Um, yeah, I got a female singer I'm working with in the band. There's one, yeah, one female singer and the rest male, but yeah, so it's set up, set up that Wednesday night thing a little bit in case, uh, cause I can imagine maybe some, some of the, even the people on the discussion tonight, uh, I'm not aware of is what this Wednesday night tradition is. It's, this is it's, our Wednesday night tradition. Yeah, I, I was going to say yeah. it's, it's, it's similar to this. Well, it's similar to this and just people getting together and, you know, their camaraderie is just important as the music. And um, maybe not maybe, but more important than the music, the, the camaraderie. And uh, so they got this somehow. This group came together. I can't speak for them. Uh, they'll have to have a documentary on them. But <laughs> believe me, I thought a lot about that. <laughs> about oh the no, General North Ritman. Oh yeah, like oh, you gotta sleep. Start there. I know. Gotta... <laughs> I'd love to start there. So this is like so. This is our dad, our uncle. Uh, and it's more than just that, but this is our end to this Wednesday night crew. Yo Jimbo, our dad, um, his brother, our uncle, who's the sort of face and voice behind this friends and family album. You can download for free on dreamingoutloudrecords.com. I, I know I'm saying that a lot. It's not, I mean, it is a plug, but we don't get money from it. That one of the, this, the hallmarks of that thing, the first thing in our mission statement, or whatever is all music, no business, always free to download music <laughs> so i think that's pretty right. cool yeah. uh anyway but i just in case you're interested it, it is free and you can you can listen to it it's the uh this not on streaming services and stuff because that actually costs money but not not to the people listening necessarily but the providers so uh our uncle our dad in high school in the 60s had a band called uh, bushman who would play like motown covers and various other beatles songs and stuff and that that's part of the core of this Wednesday night group. They haven't been meeting on Wednesdays since the sixties, but I would say in the last 10 years, maybe less have started to, to do so. I think, excuse me. I think it's really, um, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. It's, is it okay to say these people's names? It's like, they got nothing to fucking hide. <laughs> we, we got we got Twinkie and Double D. We should just talk about them later. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. The There, there is like a family. Um, and actually, I played briefly in a band with this, a member of this family that's my age, our age. Um, it was the only band I was ever really in that I wasn't just the guy singing that everyone else followed because I don't actually know how to be in a band <laughs> otherwise. And when I was in that band, I let this dude set the level on my guitar, tell me what to wear and exactly what to play. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have this one VHS that actually... Um, this That's not how bands go. <laughs> no, I know, but I, that was how clueless I was. Um Anyway, I'll maybe tell this another time to Moto. But I got this tape of me in that band, the, the one time we played, Morning Glory. Awesome. <laughs> From the middle school, other middle school gym. Jeremy Gerald gave awesome. me a tape when I worked at Acro Mills. So there you go. Oh, wow. That's Isn't great. that fucking nuts? Every part of that sentence is crazy. <laughs> that that <laughs> whole story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, this Wednesday night thing, um, 
kind of folded in the the Bushmen who are all of similar ages to them. So basically it's all these people who have, it's kind of like us, like it, it's a sort of cabinish thing, but for these people in their, you know, mid to late sixties and they've been, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they all retired. There. And, uh, but uh, they're, you know, they're, there's all, everyone's had their health issues or mental health issues. Um, Oz, he's, he's, well, kind of forced into retirement. I I don't know that, but uh, bass player in the Bushmen. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's been a uh, a police officer for a long time, and just the shit he's gone through and seen, and uh, you know, just family. You know, his one brother. You know, just everyone has health issues and things that they're dealing with. And that Wednesday night, they get to come together, play music, tell jokes, laugh, and. Um, the camaraderie of everything so i'm trying to capture their magic form and give them at least an album but it's tough like twinkie said you know you think it's you think it's just an album and they're just songs like holy crap especially with this and dealing with people and you know, yep learn and i'm learning how to do that better and uh try yeah, to absolutely. stay internally calm which is tough for me so <laughs> well and, it, and it's and it's hard too especially i don't know if if you I because they're they've been musicians for so long, maybe they know, but I used to always find with like computer stuff where somebody would be like, just do this with the computer. I just need this, and to them, it's just like this one simple thing. They don't know that like oh, there's gosh. a forty five minute long process that goes into getting that one little simple thing. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, you gotta I, like I, it. I, you gotta <laughs> you like gotta it. it. Like you have to enjoy it, and that's uh, how it yep. makes it good. So, yep. so it's fun. We're getting to do these things, and uh, that's my next project. It'll probably take I don't know, a good few months. So hopefully, oh man, I'll, I'll... oh I'm looking forward to listening to that one at work. <laughs> oh, thank you, and thanks for yeah. all the feedback in the last one. That was I got oh. to share it with Jack, and man, it was that was it. Yeah, his voice was really. I because I, I remember I had listened to it because the last episode of Long Walk Short Drink that I was trying to listen to and catch up on, uh, you were talking about how you had just worked with him and his voice really it reminded you a lot of some of Johnny Cash's later albums where he was just like the like the American albums where he was like recording mm -hmm. in his living like room, Ruben. you know, and uh. Man, it totally sounded like that. It totally had that vibe to it. He I just, I, I felt like he uh, didn't try to be somebody else. He just, I, I was proud of him yep. for finding his own voice. And and uh, that's the first time he's, they, you know, yeah. This yeah, was really not, nice like, to come he's through. He's not a singer. Like, that's not what people would think of. He was always, oh, he's drummer. mostly a drummer. Yeah. He yeah. became a guitarist. Um, and then he started singing. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know wanted to help them and do an album so we're doing stuff this is cabin 2.0 yeah short drink yeah. or maybe even further like but i don't know but yeah moto's got a real skill in that way of allowing letting people like bring stuff out of people like that allowing that's a something i do like in my work as a video producer working with people who aren't accustomed to being in front of cameras like a huge part of it is somehow creating an environment to allow them to just shine through like it, it's really tricky to help people reveal themselves so anyway i recognize the challenge of that and, uh, and appreciate the way that you can bring it out and others and have it so it uh, oh. for me many 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 times so thank anyway, you yeah i'm still working on it but 
It's fun. Yeah. Well, there so you go. Double That's, D. Still five questions, but uh, <laughs> Moto's like, get the <laughs> fuck off me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and before we gotta lose more people, we don't often have these guys with us. Yeah. yeah. No. no. Sorry. Thanks, everybody. I really wanted to. Um, I've been thinking about that stuff with both of those projects. No, I. Sorry. Sorry. No, I have nice my agenda. <laughs> Believe me. I no, double nice double D. Your two questions. No. I'm <laughs> I did start to think about those five questions. All right. So I got a lead in. Yeah, we're forty minutes few. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thinking about forty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> what do you wanted to say? <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, double D, how's your life life been? Did you, did you what about the pool? I don't want to ask. I did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to ask, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh well, gosh. next summer is going to be awesome. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be here before we know it. Six six seven months from now, yeah, uh, we'll be enjoying that pool, and it will be oh awesome, so worth it. Uh, we did spend some time in it, and it was kind of nice. We were able to. I mean, we were swimming in oh, it. Oh, it October. is done. Oh, yes. all right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was, Thank goodness. It did get right. finished um, towards the end of the year, uh, like mid-July is when we kind of got into it. So thank goodness. It looks great. Um, it is. It, it is awesome. And it's, uh, it turned out really well for, for what it was going to be. Gosh, for what it was going to be. Um, <laughs> so, But it was nice. We had the heater on. So we, we swam a little later than we probably normally will. Um, but the kids don't it's care. It's fun though. Yeah, yeah, kids don't care. Yeah, kids don't oh care. So gosh. we're like, hey, it's it's uh, seventy four degrees. They're like, let's go swimming. We're like, I'll watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they jump so in. Memories and, will be yeah, built exactly, made. exactly. But more so than more so than the pool, I actually just finished. I can, I can say, I am more than halfway through the Dark Tower series. Oh. Well, like kicking ass, huh? Yes. Um, I've uh, you finished book four? I finished book four. Um, oh, that was uh, that's been a big milestone. Um, because we were talking, we were chatting earlier, and there was there is an admittedly a very anticlimactic thing that happens in the book. Oh, yeah, but how about that ending? Like. (laughs) I know, just, like afterwards, huh? I know, like, yeah. Like, well, we'll talk and, more. I didn't, and all and the I shit also, leading up to it, like all the shit in mages, like. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, I know. You just can't, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> if this doesn't make you guys want to read Dark Tower, I don't know what will. Like, I don't want to listen to this podcast series with the two of you yeah how many of those yes. have been recorded not enough not enough, not enough. <laughs> there's Word. been hours outside of recording but like don't tell dave that yeah that sounds yeah, yeah. first off that sounds familiar and infuriating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's always trying to live life off like yeah yeah so i my problem is, is that, and I even hesitated bringing it up tonight because now I just know that it's going to be, um, Palmer's going to be sending me the next book or I'm going to be getting the next book and, um, he's going to be like, all right, get into five, get into it, get into it. And I'm going to be like, let me, let me just, let me listen to four one more time. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I originally was like, I'm not going to send you any more books until we record the first, like we start recording the show. 
And then it got so long, he's like, well, that's fine. I'll just keep listening. Then he's like, I listened to the first one like 85 times. Like, <laughs> Wow. So yeah. I was like, through... all right, well, I got to get you the next one then. Yeah. I've been through the, I've been through the series probably. I've been, let me put it this way. I've gone through probably 24 Dark Tower books. It just so happens to be the first three and then this. One time four. through the fourth one. One time yeah. through the fourth one. So. Um, but yeah, I've had multiple, multiple listenings of the, um, the first, uh, several, the first three books. Oh yeah. my gosh. So good. The first, in the first three really kind of feel like their own thing. And then the, this fourth one is like a bridge. And then the, the last three are kind of like their own thing. So, yeah, um, well, it's going to be hard to make this a bridge because this was, this was such a, a different book like i knew i was going to be getting into some history but had no idea but I, and again i don't okay, want to go but, down this okay path, without but. any spoilers though how about the reading though like the performance oh, of the audio of, of like frank muller like it, it 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 is so good and just yeah so i like physical copies i like to actually get into a book i mean i've got books sitting all over the place and i like actually yeah, going in and, and having a physical <laughs> book that i can turn pages you know, put a bookmark in. You don't have to uh, sell physical media to this group, buddy. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, and this was something that we kind of, that we kind of got lost in, in one of our conversations was, um, it is so powerful to have this book read to you because there's so many, um, so many characters that will, that will play out. So, and as I was talking to Palmer, um, one thing that kind of pisses me off when I'm reading a book is, in my mind's eye, or in my my mind's ears, ears. I guess, um, I will I will be reading through and hear, like um, like Dave is is reading this passage or whatever, and, and I'm getting through this, and then um, I'll go to the next paragraph, and then it'll be Dave's voice again, even though it starts with dialogue. Well, then I'll get two sentences in, and I'll see that it says, you know, Palmer gruffly added. Well, I'm like, mother, that's. Now I got to go back through the first go go to the first line of that paragraph again and reread it as yeah, Palmer, the right okay? character, yeah, as the correct character. So what what Frank Muller does is he takes all that out. Like as soon as he starts, he starts in Palmer's voice, and they are spot on. Um, they're like in the entire book, and it was I mean it was it's twenty three twenty three CDs worth of audio. Yep. Um, like it's 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 an investment for sure. Um, yeah. But like, other than maybe three or four times from the whole book, was I like, eh, that wasn't. I don't, I don't think he nailed the voice that time. Three or four times from the whole book. Yeah, you're over twenty four hours of like yeah. speaking, basically, of, of like, basically like a dozen characters. More that, that like that's that's the thing that blows my mind places. about the yeah that's the thing that blows my mind about the fourth book in that series is it, the the whole rest of the series you are dealing with it, they they're called a quartet it's a group of people it's it's four or five characters that's it like they interact with other groups but it's really just those four characters so it's really easy to keep track of those voices right. This one is a it's a western in the truest sense of the word western and it's an ensemble cast of characters. There's just 
there's probably 70 different characters in this book that get their own little screen time and backstory. It's a book, but like, and he <laughs> gives every one of them their own voice. Like it's, it's the closest thing to listening to a one man radio drama you can get. I like that's, that's tremendous. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I can't promote it enough. It was just, yeah. Oh, so oh. good. Yeah. So good. It's the fourth year of, your favorite Palmer? It's my favorite audio book. <laughs> it's yeah. not my favorite Dark Tower book, though. Oh. That's five, yeah. right? That's yeah, five is my favorite Dark Tower book. Like, as far as, like, Dark Tower books go, five for me just, like, pushes all my buttons. <laughs> but as far as audio books go, like, if anybody's like, well, give me a great, what's your, what would you consider to be a, a great example to prove to me that audio books are worth listening to? Listen to the oh, yeah. Dark Tower book four and listen to Frank Muller's interpretation of it. And his performance of Rhea the Coos is just like, it is so terrifying. And Jonas Eldridge is terrifying. And, and he doesn't. And when you hear oh, the. Yeah. It, yeah and it's just like so willowy. And, it, you're, it, and like Stephen King's uses some of these words. That and I'm not sometimes you read him and you're just like, well, what does that really sound like? What would like because he might be using that word and picturing this specific thing, but if you don't have any context or don't know that word, like maybe you're not gonna get it. And Frank Muller's like, Oh yeah, that is what that that word would sound like if you heard it, you know? Uh right. Gosh, man. And like, and he'll have this is one of this is a rare thing too, where like there'll be just a ton of dialogue amongst half a dozen characters. So like you'll have the it literally a drama playing out, and mm -hmm. he'll change those voices as he's going through each time so that each person in that conversation gets their own thing. And then some of those characters might be small, so they don't show up again for another 60 pages. He nails. He brings that voice back where you're like, "Oh, that was that person that was talking sixty page, you know, sixty pages ago." Can I ask a question? I don't really know how audio books are recorded. Is it do do they sit down and read the audio book? They don't. It's not like you're going through and doing all the dialogue for character X and then doing the dialogue for character Y. They're just sitting yeah. down and yeah. reading the book. They're sitting yeah. down and reading it like they have a yeah. printout of the book and they're wow. going through. And That's I'm impressive. sure that there's. Some preparation involved. Oh yeah, with it where like, yeah. especially um, it's, not, it's not the first read. <laughs> All right, yeah. Larry, sit down. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and with Stephen King, I'm sure there's like, they're not going to just hand a Stephen King book to like the like entry level audiobook reader, right? Yeah. There's a reason why, <laughs> like George Guidel and Frank Muller read the majority of his books early on, and now like actors like famous people read Stephen King books. Yeah. They, they're like, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's just them sitting there at a sure. podium with a, uh, um, uh, a, a printed out a manuscript. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Right. Thank you. Where they're able to mark on it and like make their notes and everything. And, um, I just finished Pet Cemetery, read by is it Michael C. Hall? Or C. Yeah, Hall? yeah, Michael C. Hall. Um, and the credits they mentioned like 
there's all these different things, you know, oh, there's okay. engineers, yeah. you know, plural and all this, there's editors and everything. Um, and it says directed by, so yeah. like there is someone too. Yeah. In a booth. Yeah. Just maybe maintain some consistency in their performances or, or asking for this, that, or the other. And I'm I sure certainly never observed it, but, and I'm sure there's read, you know, that the director, per, there's actually a, one of Stephen King's books has a character who becomes an audiobook reader. So you get a little <laughs> like insight into this field because Stephen King is a huge fan of audiobooks. He loves audiobooks. Oh, okay. And uh, so this character becomes, and but the the way he portrayed it, like there that director, that person, like cuts in at some point and was like, "Can you re reread that last paragraph?" And like. And because they're in a studio environment, it's really easy. Everything sounds consistent. So they can like say, they can just take out the bad paragraph and put in the rereading real easy, you know, and um and build it that way. I've so, even heard um repeat sentences and stuff in, in certain audiobooks, like you know, errors where someone yeah. says and you could tell it's like, oh, they meant to Yeah. They should have cut that out. Like <laughs> you could hear someone like go back and start the yeah. sentence over. Rare, yeah, but it happens, and it well, and it's really. I always listen for weird things like br breathing. I don't know, that, I no, know that that's sounds not weird. weird. Actually, I think about that a lot because I had this one internship when I was in college at a, at a production house, and uh, I was working most closely with the audio guy. and He gave me this task one time to go through it, was more, um, uh, um, I can't find the word, non procedural industrial Tedious? stuff oh. so like i oh my god like they knew i was a musician and stuff i'm gonna go to rock and roll hell for this someday but i sung a version of revolution like say you want a revolution yeah that song with words replaced for like a pharmaceutical company or something it wasn't pharmaceutical it was like Saris. <laughs> So oh I can't remember God. what I sang, but I I was in a booth and I was like, "All right," doing the whole thing. I'm like, "I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the worst." <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is happening to me. I can't believe I agreed to this. Well, you see, I got a pee all Pretty night. Much. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> like I was nice. altering it, but I was doing my best, John Lennon, which is not bad. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I I got this task of going through and and basically. Uh, digitally removing all the breaths in a, in a voiceover, and um, I thought I did okay. I guess like it's really you know uh, I think a lot of you have probably worked with digital audio and you can see it, and, and then you just like you know like okay that's the breath and you highlight it and you delete it or whatever. Moto's probably much more familiar with like gates and stuff where you don't yeah. where that's automated by settings that you dial in with your smarts. But I was doing this based on sight and stuff and uh the guy came in and he was so disappointed at the probably half a dozen times where i missed or i didn't delete the breath and so oh, i think geez. ever since then every once in a while i'm listening to audiobooks i'm like there's no breathing yeah. <laughs> and i was like mm -hmm. either that's a magnificent gate or somebody some intern is getting his ass chewed <laughs> oh well no but i think it's a combination of like multiple things because like as a you know as a performer there are ways that 
you try to take a breath like i i know i try to take deep yeah. breaths like if i need one like off mic so i'm not mm -hmm. like right on my microphone and then you have gate like i didn't even know gates existed until long walk short drink like i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> that like because i'm really self-conscious of my breathing and uh yeah that's a that's a devastating sentence to hear actually because yeah. breathing is pretty important <laughs> yeah so, yeah that's all right man breathe <laughs> yeah. uh, really the best thing to do with this uh edit if it's dead air edit the breath out but also use gates so both of them to get the best product but yeah that's what i would do well i, I remember I, uh oh sorry oh no go ahead oh you're this is the breathing story it's a funny story i i got called in for jury duty at the at Worcester, and their court was up on the second level there's like i don't know two three hundred steps there's a lot of steps yeah and i was running behind because of parking and so i ran out the steps and then i got in the courtroom and i was all out of breath like <sighs> and it's just reverberating like crazy I'm like, then, then i tried to hold my breath like no I'm cool. <laughs> you can't hold your breath because <laughs> then you almost pass out <laughs> But the room was so reverberant, and I'd run up the steps. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic story. Oh, I've been there so many times. For just being like, oh, my God, uh, sir. <laughs> oh. I sat down and that's great. gathered my shit. But gathered my shit. Oh. Yeah. I got keys to my shit. I listen to I listen for breathing. I listen for like I page turning. I was listening to I forget what oh. audiobook I was listening to. And I could hear every now and then you could hear them turning the page of the manuscript. And I was like, whoa, that's like you never hear that. You never hear that page. I don't, that's kind of cool to me. I yeah. don't I, mean, I wouldn't want to hear it like all the time. Obviously, you don't want to hear yeah. people breathing and mouthing mics and stuff. But just like every once in a while, it adds us like a sense of I don't know authenticity or something. Yeah, yeah, no, that and that's exactly what it is. And it just personal uh, touch or intimacy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, well, let's keep this going. I mean, they're yeah. reading a book out loud, and you're not you're not trying to deny that, right? And so yeah. Yeah. it really helps enhance that idea of oh, I'm being read to. You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple of times even in in the reading of this book where the the dead air is it's almost like a void, like there it is so quiet, and it it usually happens like at the end of a like at the end of a chapter or at the end of one of his seventy two chapters. The way he numbers chapters, I still can't follow, but. Um, yeah, I've read everything of his or listened to everything of his and I still can't follow. So. Yeah, like book three, chapter seven, one. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? But anyway, so there'll be just, so there'll be dead air that ends that leading into the next one. And I'm like, I check my phone. I'm like, is it still yeah. playing? Yeah. <laughs> like it is so quiet. There's just like, I mean, like it's almost it's like silence is deafening. Yeah, science is deafening. So, yes. a little page turn wouldn't wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing at that point. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I, you know, my my uh, father had issues with being able to see. He had um, just some conditions with his eyes, and so he used to listen to a lot of audiobooks. And most of them that didn't interest me as a kid. Of course, they were very just adult books of whatever kind. But um, you know, I just remember he would be able to just sit and 
and listen forever. You know, like it really was a real opportunity for him to enjoy something he wouldn't normally be able to uh, enjoy to have, um, you know, we got uh, just a million of them from the library. I have no idea how many he ever had, but. Yeah, eyesight's one of those things, man. Well, I mean, it sounds like there might have been something more there, but even just as you get older, yeah. it's a common thing to lose. Like, uh, I know my dad, that's his most frustrating thing is losing his sight up close. It just really frustrates him. Yeah. But, but luckily, we're oh, doing pretty, pretty well. No, that's it. A little aside. So I was sitting in. Sitting Not in on this show, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sitting in church. And. <laughs> looking at the uh, little bulletin and um, mm-hmm. my daughter, my daughter was next to me and I was, I was reading through the bulletin cause what else are you going to do during church? Um, mm-hmm. But I was going down through and I got to like, I don't know, the seventh little announcement thing or whatever. And it said large print bulletins available Ask the front desk. And ah. right. So at first thought you think, Oh, that's, that's pretty nice, right? Except the people that can't see. <laughs> Except, so I so I nudged my daughter, and that was probably the worst thing because I started giggling, and then she's looking at me like, she's like, "Dad, come on, keep it together." And so then I, 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 pointed, I point out the little thing, and she's like, and she's she was of the th- same thought you had of, "Oh, well, that's really nice," and I just kind of like <laughs> deadpan look at her, and I'm like. How would the people that need it know they have it? <laughs> and so she starts to snicker. It was not a good thing. I was like, oh my yeah. God. So anyway, large print story. Sorry. <laughs> my mom ordered a large print reader's digest once. Like she subscribed to the large print readers. Have you ever seen a large print reader's digest? <laughs> so you know readers digest are the magazine it's the magazine that like fits small. This thing showed up like a, it looked like a phone book. Like, <laughs> whoa, like this big and giant. <laughs> I know their audience is for old people. And so like, oh yeah, there, yeah, there's my large print story. But <laughs> uh, no, audio books. It's though, pretty good. Yeah. I totally say, because uh, my whole thing with them was just, it was the only way that I could multitask in the car to get reading back. I just didn't have time to read anymore. Yeah. And I I was spending a ton of time in the car and it's like listening to the same five albums over and over again that I like, because it was, you know, it's hard for me to branch out or I could just listen to the next book, the next book, the next book, the next book. So it just made sense. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. The commute. It's it's hard to drive while reading a physical book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not recommended. I mean, it's slightly illegal, uh, illegal. You know, and I don't know how it works. I'm sure every public library is different, but our the Denver Library, you get free audiobooks, and they have like a, a program that you download or an app or whatever for your device. And I just everything is so accessible. You know, there's just real, yep. no real excuse if you have something you're interested in. Um, be able to pursue it for free. Steiner's going to hate me for push it for because it, promoting this because it's one of his competitors, I think. But yeah. Overdrive, I have on my phone. It's this app called Overdrive. Yeah, that's what our library uses. Yeah. yeah, and it links automatically to your library card, 
And now I don't have to technically, if as long as I don't want to hold the physical copy, like the CDs, I don't ever have to go to the library for audiobooks. I can just search them right through that app. It checks them out, like digitally checks them out from the library. It just expires, whatever. <laughs> and it goes on my phone and it spends two weeks on my phone and I have two weeks to listen to it. And it's and it's all there on my phone. Like I never have to it's pretty slick. Yeah, if I never have to connect to iTunes or do any of that stuff. If again, if I don't want to physically have those files, you know. So well, they're not very cheap if you buy them, right? They're like audio really expensive. That's yeah. the, and that's the down. So like, please either do like uh, audibletrial.com backslash or uh, your library. I, I, needed to, I needed to plug our sponsor first before I say go to the library to get them. But it's like, yeah, there'll be bestsellers that are like $20 when they first come out. And the audiobook, when it comes out, it's like $45. Holy smokes. Yeah. And it's to pay that whole entire team of people, um, you know, royalties and all that stuff. Basic royalties. Yep. So. I was going to say, you know, and actors get paid an awful lot and just to play pretend. But at the same time, when you listen to that guy, Frank Muller, do 12 voices, it's like it takes a crazy, talented person to do that. Yep. And when the other people are making that much money, when you got budgets that are out big, it's like, well, I'm worth this then. Yep. And uh, 23 yeah, but CDs worth of audio files. I mean, that's a shit ton of work. The amount of time that, and, and I didn't even calculate to see how much, you know, like the total time it took to listen to it. Um, but, you know, as Palmer was saying, you, I'm sure he's sitting down with manuscript. I'm sure he's reading through it. He's making notes. He's highlighting. He's, you know, just, it's, it's a ton of work. And the, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. pretty much, I, as far as I know, he was living paycheck to paycheck. That's the sad part is like, is he after he recorded book four, in between book four and book five coming out, he got in a really terrible accident, like a motorcycle accident, and was in, like was not able to work anymore. And uh, there's an afterward, I think, in the fifth book, where they talk, where Stephen King talks about how like he's like, you know, people in his line of work just don't make a lot of money, and it's like. I know that guy probably works just as hard as like any other actor. When you when you hear this book, and 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 to be fair, I, once you get if you get outside of Stephen King, who's like the best of the best, right? Who can command the best? Like I only want the the best readers for my books. Like if you start going down into the weeds a little bit, you're gonna run into some audiobook narrators where you're just like, this is fucking painful. You know, like, yeah, so Ugh. I mean, there's there's B and C strings for everything. Right. And uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Like you got to that's why it's hard when you find a narrator you really like You're Then you start looking for things that they read as opposed to who wrote it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I got a I had an audio book. Um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he's the one that he's the author of the book, but he also read it. 
and I was like, oh, he should have had somebody else read it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. That guy's awesome. Um, he's got a very uh, unique voice, but he should not do audiobooks. So you got Morgan Freeman to do it. Yeah. Speaking of Morgan Freeman, um, have have you guys seen the um oh, please, hopefully you have um the like the nature videos as read by not Morgan Freeman in a Morgan Freeman voice? No. no. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> they are absolutely spectacular. Um, what the hell? What are they called? I'll find out. I'll figure out what it, what they're called. Um, maybe they're the true facts or something like that. Yeah, try that. It's um true facts. It is a rabbit hole. You do not want to go down. Um, <laughs> you will get lost, and it is worth every second. Um, they're just like little three minute snippets. Um, oh shit. We should. I should probably find one and then send it in. We could maybe wrap it up on that or something. But, um, oh my gosh, you're so funny. We'll one of those out. Oh, is it good? Yeah. yeah, you'll have to check that out. Oh, Dave's. Dave is. Uh, Dave is even relocating. Jeez. Oh. He, he was forced to relocate. Probably trying to get better Wi-Fi. Hopefully, I don't know why. Uh, or to be quiet. Oh, he's getting oh, the, he done. Yeah, he's getting the wrap. Getting the boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a? You well, work in the morning. Yeah, I got to work in the morning. Yeah, we're trying to get yeah. it early. We got Cookie Weekend this weekend. We're making eight thousand. That should be fun. Yeah, I'll be up in Worcester this weekend. So, excellent. That should be a good time. Um, but yeah, we should probably. I don't know what Dave. Dave looks like he's in an episode of Fear right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Like he's got that hip camera that's like looking at him, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Blair Witch. Like talk about Blair Witch. Just, just, hey, Dave, give us a little shake. Just yeah. a little shake to make it look like. There it is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you did. There you did. Uh, some spontaneous filmmaking at its finest. Oh, that's so awesome. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jenna, it All was right. a pleasure seeing everybody. I'm glad everyone's doing well and yeah, and getting to catch up. Thank keep... you so much for making it in all for the full cast episode. All of you. Definitely. Yep. That was a pleasure. Thank you. So good to see you, Moto. Pleasure. Oh my gosh. Dave Palmer, outstanding. Glad glad you're doing well and hopefully get to see you on the boop tube and that'd be great. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll keep you uh, I'll keep you informed for sure. Yes, cool. let us know about the about that. I'll get that gif out otherwise. Um Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make that happen. Um all right, so uh, thanks a lot for making it in for the full cast recording of episode 60, six zero in a row. Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> That's so awesome. In a row. 
Um, and this was our um, holiday extravaganza, 2018 holiday extravaganza. We will be moving. We're going to be on hiatus. So we probably will not. I don't think we'll come back to recording the 2nd of January. Maybe the 9th. Sure. Yeah. So maybe the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> You are the grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, ah. uh, but in the meantime, you'll have all that time to catch up um, on all the past episodes. You can find those by going to our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, just search Long Walk Short Drink on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and ring the bell. We're still working slow, ever so slowly towards our 100 subscribers for our unique YouTube URL. That'd be awesome. Uh, head over to Twitter, search, um, we're at LWSD pod, uh, follow us on there. You'll get all of the fun little stuff that we tweet out links to our, um, ancillary websites, uh, the dreaming out loud records and Dave's website and Twinkies Twitch stream, plus links back to our YouTube page, uh, head to our sponsor, um, audibletrial.com slash LWSD download your Start your free Audible trial and download your free audiobook. Highly recommend the reading of Pet Cemetery by Michael C. Hall. I'm uh, just buried church. That's where I'm at in it, and it's it's so good. It's such a good reading. Yeah, yeah, I just finished it. It's, it's delightful, and of course, Double D just finished uh, the fourth Dark Tower book. Oh, you know, Wizard and Glass. Wizard and Glass. Yes. Yeah, please, uh, that's a cheese. If you just want to know what's the potential of audiobooks, like how great can audiobooks be, then get that one and, and just listen to it because it's so awesome. Um, and then start the whole Dark Tower series. Good stuff. Uh, anything else? I don't think there's anything else. Oh, head over to twitchtv.com slash Rocky Mountain AM. And on Tuesdays, 10 p.m. No, yeah, 10 p.m. Mountain Time, right? That's right. 10 p.m. Mountain, 12 a.m. for you East Coasters. Yeah, Eastern Time uh, every Tuesday to watch Twinkie play awesome video games and uh, save the world. Because why not? Why not? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's I think that's everything. Anybody got anything else? Everyone have a safe holiday. Happy yeah, and safe, safe holiday. And uh, happy holiday, yeah. We'll look forward to reuniting after the holidays. Absolutely. Yeah, good time. Good so, time. So good to see all of you. Let's let's keep this uh, every 10 episode full cast thing going. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Absolutely. Yeah, don't ask why. Yeah. Just buy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> 250 bucks. <laughs> yep. 50 bucks. All the way down to 49. Don't ask why. Just buy. <laughs> oh man that's awesome so alright guys love you. thanks for everything another another great oh. year down yep absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. look forward to the next one yep we'll love see you it. guys on the flip side yes love you all cheers long walkers
I'm swimming to you But just to feel the coldness of your lies But you're leaving a trail of games and tricks Just to waste all of my time Well, there's nothing left to do But end this selfishness and greed Well, I am dumb and you are sick I don't know what to plead but someone smack me for I think I have a liar well, All my thoughts and dreams are full of all your lies Smothering wishes can't bring me to my knees well, I want to start anew just to show you who I need Stand out like that man of the crowd stands out Like that man of the crowd Thank you. 